Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. It looks like we've made it to episode 77. I mean, I don't know, Whitney, this could be our last episode. I, I, no, 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 no. We, we've, got to, we've got to at least round it out. If you end on a seven and a seven, dude, that's just like negative karma, man. That's well, that, People I, say it's lucky. I, I say, say it's that's not. That's double lucky. Huh? That's l- lucky 2X, man. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It'll, it'll come back to bite us. So we, it'll come back to bite So us. the last episode will be an even number. You said round it out. Uh, well... You know, like 80, <laughs> 90, 100. So you know. We're in there. Yeah. Yeah. We're in it for the long haul, Brent. Well, some things we're going to talk about on this episode, Whitney, <laughs> of the uh, Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Now, we want everybody to know. Welcome, th- this, by the way. Th- this whole thing about ending the show, it's an inside running joke for Brent and I. So <laughs> don't everybody get don't everybody get uh, worried or concerned or anything like that. The guy say, oh, no, is this going to be it? It's like, no, no, no. It's just this is just something that Brent and I tease <laughs> each other about off off microphone. So anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, based on some conversations we've had and we some things we know are, that are coming up, we're going to have a few more shows. Yes, yes, you know, yes. especially surrounding Old Arcade Expo. Oh yeah, yeah. So we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, toward the end of the show. But yep, sounds good. How's your month been, Whitney? It's uh, it's been good. I've gotten some uh, I've gotten some good stuff done. Uh, it, it, some some frustrations that I've had. I'll I'll talk about that uh, when my updates uh, roll around because uh, I'm still at a point where I need to decompress. You know, I start to think oh, about man. it. And I need to decompress again. The shame yeah. about this is is this is supposed to be fun. It's it's supposed to be fun. Um, the the end result I, the end result is always fun, but it's it's it, <laughs> getting there. So, sometimes getting there can be can be worth the stress comes in but no man i've gotten some stuff done it's interesting because there's always a few uh side projects that come along every month that that tend to like you know weave their way into the into the normal oh i've never had pattern yeah exactly so uh so i've got a continuation from a discussion that was started in fact actually two episodes ago but it's it's actually netted some some good information but yeah it's it's been a good month so so when i yeah when when it's my turn for the mic man i'll 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 let it, I'll let it roll. Well, I've had so a few, how about yourself? Well, I've had a few frustrations myself. Um, not, I know a little, I've got some, you know, some behind the curtain knowledge here. I kind of know what's going on with you. So not, not quite to your level, Yeah. but uh, from my end, you know, to kind of put a bow on something, at least for now, I, I know down the road, I'm going to take the bow off and do, do a few more things to it. But my Star Wars episode one pin is finally finished up yeah it looks good i looked at it when i when i came downstairs into the basement man it looks good you know for several months it was actually behind you from where you record the show it was behind you through the door in my my workroom my workshop yeah and now it is actually out on the game room floor tucked in its little place yep here and it's it's ready to go and even even out here i've had to open it up and get into it and and work on a few things Yeah, yeah man this this thing has been a bear in terms of uh, what it's taken to put it back together. It just had a lot of things hiding in it. I think did I mentioned it, that before. It really? yeah. 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 It, the assembly finally went together and part uh, part of it actually, as I was reassembling the play field, I had to take back apart because I believe they're called, at least on Marco's site, mini posts. 
So okay. you, you know what a star post is, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You, you've got a, a a metal. Oh, yeah, you do. More <laughs> yeah. to come on that. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, like to about the tune of like 40, it feels like this, yeah. this month. Yes, but anyway. So you, you've got uh, a piece of hardware, yeah. whether it's uh, uh, coarse threaded, it's to screw straight in the wood, or it's yeah. got a, a fine thread to go into a T-nut. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it goes through that plastic star post. Yeah. I believe, like I said, they're called mini posts. So imagine the star post without the star piece. You know, it's just, it's smooth plastic. It's uh, just a little bit larger than the head of the hardware that's used to hold it in. And usually there's like a little one rubber around it, or maybe it's used at the end of like a two inch or three inch rubber to make like a barrier or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Well, there's actually. A bounce barrier. Yeah. 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 There's actually two different heights of these things. And I, I didn't realize that. I've had them in many games before, but uh, apparently, you know, when I've ordered it, I've just opened the manual up, and if I've replaced them, there's a part number I've got. I've never really paid attention. Yeah, yeah. This game actually has two heights, (laughs) both heights in it, and what I had done at one point was I had horrible if you mix them up. Oh, oh, well, that's what I did. I had. I had inadvertently used a short one where I should have used a long one. And it was at the very bottom of my burger time style burger and everything else above it. Once I got basically to the top, it was way out of line. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. And and I'm going back and looking at pictures. I'm like, well, there wasn't like every washer, every layer to like take up the space. There wasn't, how's this not working? Mm -hmm. And I finally realized that where my problem was, so I had to take everything back apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was actually up along the right side underneath where the lightsaber connects or uh, attaches and had to take a fair amount of it apart. And what I had also realized was the hole that the hardware, the, the, the post screw bolts into, mm-hmm. it wasn't T-nutted all the way through the bottom of the play field. It was just uh, a coarse thread you know, right into the wood. I see. And as I mentioned last month, with a lot of the holes in the game, it was one of those that was wallowed out. Yeah, so yeah. the by the time I put the right size plastic post in there, I didn't have enough enough depth to get the post in it. And one of the reasons it was wallowed out was because it's a high traffic area, and I'm sure that it took a lot of abuse as the ball come out of pop bumpers. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having to do the old toothpick trick on it. Yeah. And kind of reform the whole, then rebuild the whole thing. So anyway, the, the, this this poor thing has been a comedy of those errors. Yes, yeah, yeah, you know, we have them, man. We have them. It did get its nice new marquee or no marquee. I say marquee translite because yeah. it's kind of a half translitey, double marquee size. Yeah, you know. Because the way the game the, the way the game is situated, yeah. you know, with the, the the monitor that's in the head that shines down onto the play field, yeah. to give you that Pepper's Ghost effect. Yeah. So it did get that in it, and that was a little bit of a. I I need to see. I I, I don't need to. I'd like to see in the head of one that still has the original light in it, because this had a replace. It was it was obvious that it was a replacement under counter type fluorescent light oh, okay. as I've used in I don't know how many video yeah. games. Ten dollar Walmart special. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it worked. Yeah, and what I ended up doing it was fine. I ended up actually taking it out and I, I got the new modern equivalent LED one mm-hmm. just because I was going through all this trouble. I'm just going to go ahead and instead of just replacing the, the actual tube, I was like, I'm just going to put a new LED under counter light in it and, and just go that route, you know, get a nice white 
LED look, and it really looks really good with yeah. the new trans light. Yeah. That was a little bit of a, I mean, I use the word hassle because I, I ended up having to fabricate my own mounts, and I just, I just didn't kind of like bungee the thing in there. Mm-hmm. If I was going to do it, I was going to do it right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So once you're that deep, yeah, yeah. Once I'm that deep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Let's take another twenty minutes and go out and get some aluminum and make myself a mount. That's exactly that's what I did and do it right. Yes. But anyway, it 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 has all come together. And the last problem that I had with it was uh, the opto in front of. I think they call it the shield. So if you've ever played Star Wars Episode One, you've kind of got this main shot that's right up the middle. All right. And it's not a bash toy, but it acts like a bash toy because it's you're, you're doing a lot there. Mm-hmm. OK. And then to the right and the left of that, there's ramp entrances. And then depending on the mode you're in, you either shoot the ramp or drop targets will pop up. And then when you hit and drop the drop targets, it signifies you've hit something, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a droid, if you're in that mode or a ship, or mm-hmm. you're doing something to designate, like in pod racing, you're going to make the turn or, mm-hmm. or the like. So the, that the target between those two ramp shots is, uh, again, the shield. And I think it's two, three inch rubbers on this assembly that will also raise. So at certain points in the game that, uh, that shield will raise and you can shoot past it there's a saucer back there that catches the ball and then it gets fired in a vuck and comes back around on the ramps. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, that shield hit is, is a long haul opto. Okay. You know, a lot of optos you're going to have, it's, they're going to be spaced out apart, you know, your transmitter and your receiver about the width of a ball. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be in a ramp. They're going to be in a subway. They're going to be somewhere where it's it's only about the width of a ball yeah. plus a little slop. Yeah, close proximity. Yeah, exactly. In in this game, there that, that space is, you know, several inches. And I say three-inch rubber. Actually, it might even be two larger rubbers two four inch rubbers because it's a good size space four and a half it regardless Mm -hmm. anyway there's a special board that williams had they used it in three games that dealt with optos at a a long distance and this one was problematic Mm -hmm. and you know there's a couple ic's on it that are obsolete and darn near impossible to get and honestly man i i I poked at it for a little bit I, i didn't I was so worn on it just because I'd already put so much time in the assembly and it was just one of those things, like I said, and you get to the point where you just want it done. I just want it done. You're right. And I did one of the things I don't like to do, which is I just bought a part instead of actually getting in and digging in and trying to fix it and sourcing, you know, these, these ICs are really, really super understanding the circuit and how they're treating this different than a normal opto. I just went out and bought the replacement board for eighty nine dollars. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and put yeah. it in, and I'm playing Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. The, the problem I had was, is it was intermittent. It would some games I could play, and it would register that shot eighty percent of the time. Sometimes it would register it forty percent of the time. Yeah, and uh, that that I, I was just I, honestly, dude, like you said, I was just over it. Yeah, no, I, I trust me, I, I totally get it. You know, shout shout out to Pinball Life. The the home pin is the company that makes this. So I don't know if you've ever heard of home pin Whitney. Mm-hmm. They are making and all these pinball titles are flashing through my mind. But what's the Aust- they're out of Australia? What's the Australian 
show that's done with marionettes. Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Thank that's you. what they're making. Yes. So they're making Thunderbirds, and then they've also done some other video games from a company called, I think it was Hankin. Okay. I, I believe Homepin has the rights for the Hankin titles, and they've done those in Australia, like perfect reproductions. Oh, okay. As it turns out, Homepin is the company that makes this little board. And uh, they make a handful of other boards, as I understand it, but they happen to make this opto replacement board that's used in episode one. It's also used in Bram Stoker's Dracula, and it's used in uh, The Shadow. Okay. And they're, they're, they seem to come in fits and spurts in terms of availability. It's just getting your hands on one, but they're out there. And as it so happened, it just perfectly dovetailed that uh, Pinball Life happened to just get a shipment in the night before I just threw in the towel. <laughs> How about it? Uh, yeah. I, I was looking at it on, on Google. You know, I just was Googling it, trying to get more information in general. And, of course, Pinball Life's page kept coming up. So I, I, I'm like, all right, I, I just, I, I'm done. I'm going to go buy the thing. And yeah. one morning I go to click it, and it's like, well, there's no add to basket. I called up Pinball Life and uh, – um, a lady answered. I'm going to have to assume maybe it was it's Margaret. It's, Mar- I, it's probably Margaret. Yeah. I, I should have asked just to make sure, but I, I've, I've called a few times and they've all, they've always been helpful. And uh, she said, "Well, it's not in stock." And I said, "Okay, well that's cool. That makes sense because Google led me here." She said, "If it's not in stock, it comes off their page. Mm-hmm. You don't get a out of stock, but the item is still like in their index." Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. She said, "Well, hold on," and she sends me over, and I, I've got to apologize. I, I can't, I cannot think of the gentleman's name, and I explained what I was after, and he said, "Wait a minute, we just got a, we just got some stuff in from them late last night," and I literally hear in the background, it, it's like a rampage going through boxes. <laughs> And I hear like, Zzz. oh, that's awesome! Like, yeah. like the box, box like Zzz. box cutter. Like the box yeah. cutter. Yeah. He's like, I got, I got some. Yeah, that's, <laughs> he goes, that's great. He goes, hold on, and I hear, and he's like, hit refresh. Yeah, I said, thank you. Add to cart right now. Yeah, yeah, get it while it's available. So, like, I I went ahead and ordered in some some other odds and ends too that that I realized that I was just short on. Uh, after having gone through the game, some pop bumper parts and some other stuff, and it's got some of the, some smaller, I think they're like 20 millimeter length fuses as opposed to the standard fuse that you see in pretty much all your pinballs and, and arcade games of, of the era. So I went ahead and ordered a handful of those. So I had spares just in case and went ahead and tossed those in the order and Hey, now I'm playing Star Wars Episode One. Well, here's the thing, and this is this is just my perspective on this, and whether whether it's popular or not, I don't know. But I, Brent, I have to believe that there is eighty nine dollars worth of value from time from your time on getting the machine up and running and then moving on down the line. There's there's no shame in getting it to a certain point and saying that's the best path. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's it's not one of those things where you have to fix every last iota of everything that comes across your bench. You've got it. You've got to you've got to rank and file what is worth it versus yep. what is not. And that's how I looked at it. Yes, I, I had the what is it worth in my time. That's exactly to, right. To dig into this super deep. Yep. Not to mention uh, obsolete, you know, unobtainium type parts. Yeah. And yeah, you know, th- this is one of those things that's not common enough. In our circle, you know, our circles where there has already been a modern equivalent found 
that is documented yeah, or, or or created. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking like even just like it, it, it at the particular component level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, yeah. home pins board isn't a chip for chip circuit for or you know bit for bit resistor for resistor replacement. They designed a board to do the equivalent, the equivalent, yeah, of the original. But with all through-hole parts and all available parts. See, th- see, and that right there... Schematics are available. Th- see, that's a win. Oh. I, I mean, that's actually... You actually come out better uh, than, yes. than, you di- so, than where you would have started, even if you fixed the original board. I've, I've, I've made yeah, the that's argument... that's a no-brainer. Oh, that's a no-brainer. That's where I got... Where I landed, when It's what I got to. And I've made the argument... Uh, on the show, I've made the argument with people uh, uh, you know, in the hobby. I don't like, personally, I don't like aftermarket boards because, you know, I, I know that with some aftermarket boards, they're them, they themselves are going to come with some idiosyncrasies, okay? I know a few people that have used enough of them that are deep in the hobby that understand I can't do this with board X like I could a factory board or this happens or that's a side effect of one of these new boards that supports 14 different Williams systems on mm-hmm. one board yeah, where they yeah. munged it all into one. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in my mind, the factory stuff, now there, there's some, there's some, uh, there, there's some uh, asides to that where I throw that out. Like Gottlieb System 1 with the Rockwell chips that are absolute unobtainium that don't have modern equivalents because they were designed specifically for those boards. Yeah. They weren't something else that was out in other industries. Those, yeah, in a heartbeat, I, I can understand. I'm, I'm on board with replacing those. Yeah, But yeah. for the most part, like like high speed there. Everything that's in there has been documented on the internet since the beginning of the internet. And it's easy to find tips and tricks to repair those, those boards and, and, you know, modern equivalents to parts that aren't available. It's, it's known, it's a known entity. When it come to this, I, I'm, I, you're, th- those are all the arguments that you just made, Whitney, that I made with myself yeah. trying to justify how I was breaking my own personal rule. Yeah. But I got that board, man. Not only do they make the schematics available, uh-huh. which is something I know uh, pinball and, and arcade people have run into. I, yeah. I've got a Tempest out in the building right now that has a deflection board in it. Mm-hmm. It's a third-party deflection board that was like a flash in the pan 15, 10, 15 years ago. The company that made it, it's gone. Yeah. And I, I know that it's broken. And, and I know the person that had it and the thing that has broken is the same thing that broke on it once when they've had it. So they've repaired it. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know if it's a flaw in the board. I, I don't know, but it's, I, what do I do? Do I continue to, repli- to replace the parts that continue to, to burn themselves out? Yeah, exactly. Or do I source an original? Yeah. Which is probably what I'm going to do. That's, yeah. part, that's, that's what you do. But see, at that point, you're kind of evolved. Yeah, you're you're evolving. Your yes. your perspective on your rule is going to change over time mm-hmm. because you know, Brent, we're not the same people that we were five or ten years ago when it comes to how do we look at our time, how do we yep. value our time, how do we do X, Y, or Z. So I mean, you've got to evolve. And and I just maybe when I started the hobby, I was a little bit more 
taking a hard and fast approach on, oh, it's this way and it's always this way, but I don't know, man. <laughs> at this point, my time's worth more than it used to be 10, 10 years ago. Yeah. So, and, and so, yeah, so that's I, it. I look at it differently. I wanted this out on the floor. Yeah. And so that was part of the justification because I've got a gathering coming up. And, yeah, yeah. And then, well, when you look at this board, they, they made it so supportable, Whitney. All of the values of all of the components are on the silk, silk screen. screen. They're silk screen so on. It's that's not per- even just perfect, man. You don't even need a manual. No, it's not even if if you had something burn up. Yeah. Assuming that it didn't take the silk screen out to a point where you couldn't read it. Yeah. It's not just not only are the position the, the well the component identifiers R one R two whatever. Yeah. Not only is oh, that yeah, on yeah. there, but the actual values are on. There. See, that's one of those scenarios where somebody. Somebody thought it out, sit down, and took a very systematic, logical, and caring approach Mm -hmm. to building this board. Brent, how many are they going to have to sell at at 90 bucks a pop to recoup their time and investment? So I would feel bad if I didn't buy it because it's like, man, if everybody takes this hard line approach and they don't buy this board, they'll never produce anything else because they can't afford to. Honestly, and truth be told, I was shocked that it was only $89 because the audience is so it's three games it's yeah. used in three games and it's not like it's not like that game is Adams where there's 22,000 or however many of them they made potential samples you know because they all don't survive today yeah but it's Star Wars episode one and we all know about the downfall of pinball and I mean that was that was right there at the at the end yeah and it was shadow I've only I think I've only in all the shows we've been to Whitney Maybe I think seen I've seen two I've seen Two that I can think of. Yeah, me too. And the last one I saw, it's been man, that game is fun. A couple though. years. It's complex. It's probably been three years since yeah. I've seen the last one. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and uh, those. I think those are a little more common. I they're see those a more, more often. They're they're cool too, though. Oh yeah, it's a good. That's a good game. But still, it's not. It's not like they were going to design a part that and get rich. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's not like they're it's not like they're padding their retirement fund by building this board. No, they're just they're just trying to be part of the solution instead of. I'm complaining about the problem. I almost wonder someone at HomePen didn't own one of those three games and like, we're going to solve this oh, right y- now. Yeah, yes. In fact, I bet <laughs> I bet it became, well, I'm just going to say, yeah. I feel like it, it is a pet project that is born out of number one necessity that breeds... That, that breeds at first contempt, and then secondly, <laughs> it, tra- it transitions I've, to. I understand the contempt part. <laughs> it transitions to, um, you know, just a little bit of ingenuity and a little bit of uh, of hard work, and then they say, you know, something we're actually on to. Th- we're actually on to this, and then boom, you've got your board at Pinball Life. Yep. You know something? It works out. It it well for me it did. Yeah. So. So anyway, it's out here in the game room, and man, I might do some more to it down the road. Right now, I'm kind of at that point of uh, it's got just enough patina on it that I like. Yeah, it could use a little cleanup on the lockdown bar. It's got a. I'm, I don't know if honestly, man, I'm assuming that it was originally powder coated, but it's worn on the outer edges where where it's been handled. Where it's been handled. Yeah, you know, I, I have a hard time seeing powder coat do that, but then again. I can't imagine that they they just had painted it, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
then again, you know, powder coat may do that. That might be the result of powder coat and a lot of hands on it. I, so one, one way or the other, I, I've never really seen that on a Data East game. And Data East does a lot of that. I've mm-hmm. seen it where it will get, a, it'll get shiny. You know, it'll lose that little texture, that matte mm-hmm. from, from handling it. But I've not seen it really worn down, you know, especially, you know, it's not, that's not bad. It's right on the edge yeah, yeah. where it's worn down to metal. So I don't know. I might end up cleaning that up and. Uh, just a few other things I might might address with it, yeah. but looks good for right now. I'm go, I'm just going to score with a it. win, buddy. I scored a win. <laughs> you move on to the next thing. So right now, yeah, I'm, yeah. Now, other than that, you know, Whitney, I, past that, I just I've had a lot of family stuff going on this this month, so it's not been a super super big arcade pinball month. I yeah. did make a decision. This is the next game that I'm going to work on. And last show I mentioned Frogger. What I ended up doing, if you look behind you in the mm-hmm. shop, yeah. I've got my scramble in there. So this one will be real quick. The game is cabinets, pretty darn clean. It's, uh, uh, the game works just fine. Still got the original power supply in it. I'm going to cap that just so that I know it's nice and stable. The monitor's got a 4,600 in it. The monitor I absolutely love, mm-hmm. but I also hate to work on it because mm-hmm. it's just the way the chassis, chassis is put together. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, it's got good color, good picture, but it's not very stable. So mm-hmm. it's, it's never been a part. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's going to so get a time. rebuild. It's due. Yeah. yeah. And the intention with that game is, is I, that, that's going to be a quick win. It's a game I want in my game room, mm-hmm. uh, on rotation in the game room. Yeah. And I want to take that to Louisville Arcade Expo. Yeah, gotcha. So that's going to get knocked out. The only other thing I've done, man, and you can look right there, actually. um, It's in one of the typical places I hide stuff for you, but you can't have this. (laughs) (laughs) I understand why. It's all good. Yeah. That box under the high speed right there has got my brand new uh, Siglent SDS 1202XE two-channel, 200 megahertz, super phosphor oscilloscope in it. Oh, very nice. And very nice. I, I haven't even plugged it in. I, yeah. I, I ordered it, and I opened the box up to make sure that it arrived safely. It, that it wasn't full of bricks. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, what yeah. wasn't, a, wasn't uh, four phone books and a rock in it. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And it's just, it, unfortunately, it's just had to sit there. I yeah. haven't had opportunity to... I totally get it, dude. ...to, to deal with it. Yeah. It, I, it, I've, I've got two boxes at my house that are the exact same way. Do you? Yes. yes. It came in, and one of the flaps, the tape had, had popped. So it still had the factory tape on it. Because the UPS man needed to fix something real fast, or what? I, I don't know. Okay. But... It still had, it was Siglent tape, so oh, okay. it wasn't like, you know, someone else had taped it up. It still had their logo on it. Yeah. And one of the, one flap still had the tape adhered to it, and the other flap was open. Ah, so I went ahead and popped it open just to make sure that I hadn't lost any of the probes or any of the cables, yeah. and it was all in there. Yeah, well, good. And there was no damage to it, so I, I wasn't concerned with it. That's but, cool. I'm glad you got, I'm glad you got one, man. Other than That's that, awesome. it's still, it's just sitting there. It's, yeah. It's well, you know something. Good problem to have, dude. Yeah, it it'll uh, and there it will sit until you're ready. So yeah, it's yeah. all good. It's I all keep good. I keep piling up little things in front of it, but uh, that that's about it, man. It's yeah. kind of keeping up with life. Other than that, <laughs> I get you. I, I get you. Well, on the flip side for me, man. Um, it's it's one of those scenarios where uh, I, I did make some some very substantive progress this month. So. Uh, fortunately had uh, you know, just a little bit of time at nights and, and over the course of weekends and stuff. I, You know, Brent, I, I want so, so badly 
to get back to my zookeeper so badly to get back to my zookeeper that I've just had on ice for two years oh, now, geez. three years, yeah, whatever. It has been that long. Hasn't it's been it? that long. Yeah. But have you, have you really played it since we played it? In my driveway. Oh the yeah, night. yeah, yeah. Grace and I have played it. Grace and I have actually played it quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you know something, I love that game just as much today as I did well, back then. I, I just, I absolutely adore. That is a, that is a always game for me. It, it will always be in my collection. So, um, it's it's one of those. Yeah, that that's a that's a lifelong keeper right there. But anyway. I so badly want to get back to that, but as I talked about on my, uh, I'm sorry, on the previous episode, you know, I'd taken delivery of my TNA and uh, my total nu- nuclear annihilation, and um, was just running through the setups, you know, running through the setup on it, and it, you know, Brent, in in truest fa- in truest Whitney fashion, I. Uh, my OCD is one of my one of my biggest hindrances, but it is one of my greatest strengths. Okay, because ultimately, when I get something done, it's done as right as I know yep. how to make it done. You, you okay, and I are, I, I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know how much stuff I have redone or addressed things that will never be seen. Yes, but I know that it's incorrect. Yes, and there's always a potential that that unseen thing can spiderweb its way out yeah. into the rest of whatever I'm working whatever on. I'm working whether on, it's yeah. a game or whether it's something in the house or yeah. whether it's uh, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, I yeah. know. Well, it, so so and I mentioned kind of a, a a side a side project um and I'll get to that here in a second, but and that actually netted out really good as well. But um I was I was working through getting my TNA set up and and admittedly I've run into a few problems with it because I, I you know I could have just unboxed it and just gone at it and just slapped the legs on it leveled it and put it in line and go but I'm just I, I'm just not that, I'm just not that person that does that mm-hmm. and so you know I, I I love for my games to work to look a certain way to be a certain way I I derive high value and high um, enjoyment. Out of out of my stuff, out of my stuff uh, being the way that I want them to be, and so I figure you invest it, you you invest this money into it, you're at least justified in having what you want and it being the way that you want it to be. Okay, so I've never never had a hard time justifying those actions. It's just they cost me time. You know? Oh yeah, but that, uh-huh. that's okay. So as I'd mentioned, I, I did strip all the armor and the legs and the lockdown bar hinges and all that kind of stuff and uh, sent them off for powder coat. All that all that came back and um, got got everything reinstalled on the game. And Brent, I'm telling you, cosmetically, that game looks 130%. I mean, it is... Dude, it, it's as tight as an army bed sheet, okay? That's <laughs> that's the best way I know to say that, okay? That's a, that's a new one. Yes. <laughs> that's yes, awesome. Yes. And that game looks a million and three dollars. It really, really really does uh i am so so proud of uh of how the cosmetics on that game has turned out and i i will i, I have to say it uh chris royalty at uh pinball plating hot rod arcade he did he did the work uh the powder coating work for me and it's 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 beyond beautiful so the game looks a million bucks um and then brent there's there have been uh some niggling items that have popped up over time that are documented in the uh kind of like the the tna owner's thread on, on pin side 
and, and there are things that I noticed right away, okay, that, that are just byproducts of some of the parts that Spooky used when they built the game or chose to build the game or, or to produce it for, for mass or, or to, um, let's say, build it for mass production, okay? And that's, that's all fine and good. And I went through and addressed a couple of those took care it took care of those items and what i found out though is um in in doing that i had a need for uh fleshing out some of my test harness capability and so i and so Brent, what, what i did is I, I took the factory power supply apart okay. and swapped the fan that's in it the, the okay. 12-volt fan that's in it because it is super super loud i mean it roars and, uh, and and I see that a lot with, um, and I know this is well, this is discussed a lot in yeah. like the three D printer world. Yes. Whereas the, you know, I'm assuming it's using an off the shelf power supply. I mean, yeah. why not? Yeah, I, yeah. That's what you'd want to do. Why exactly. would you reinvent the wheel? Exactly. And a lot of those things are built to a cost, and generally the fans what suffers. Yeah, and so, the fans suffered in this one. Did it? Yeah, and I'll say it this way. Sitting in the game room with it being the only thing running and there's there nothing else was turned on, I could hear the fan on that power supply from three rooms away inside my house. Oh, wow. My daughter could hear it <laughs> while she's playing Breath of the Wild on her, on her Switch. And she was like, Daddy, what is that sound? D- Daddy, are we at the airport? Uh, yeah, it, seriously. Daddy, what is that sound? That's the first thing that she said. And I said, honey, that's that's one of the pinball machines. It's the fan in, in the power supply. I'm going to take care of it. And she goes, that thing is loud. And I'm like, yes, it is. Now, you probably it probably would be no issue whatsoever in a noisy game room, okay, or on location oh, yeah. where, the, where the background noise drowns it out. But Brent, in, in my home collection where I've got, you know, I mean, I can fire everything up if I want to, or I can fire three things up if I want to. It doesn't matter. I've, you know, I've got it set to where I can pick and choose. Mm-hmm. I either hit all the switches or i hit three of the switches it doesn't matter and um well i know down here whitney like i've got a laser projector that does like a pattern on the wall yeah and it's got a fan in it and it's it's not quiet it's not quiet and you walk down here with all the games on and i can hear two things yeah i can hear that thing whirling yeah and honestly uh if i'm down here and i'm just i'll unplug it yeah and when the whole game, like you said, when the whole game room's on, you don't, you can't really hear it, yeah. but I can hear but it. But you can hear it. And yes. the other thing is, is um, the uh, uh, the beacon on high speed. Every once in a while, I'll be down here and I'll be just into whatever I'm doing, and then it'll go, and that little bit of noise, it'll it'll surprise me because it's just it's it's such a, a, yeah. a quiet it's kind environment, of, and it's you know? jar, it's kind of jarring, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well. What I, what I wound up doing, like I say, is I, I took the power supply out of the game, took it apart, pulled the fan out of it, and replaced the fan with a uh, a Vantec Stealth fan, and so just a, a computer a computer class, you know, computer case class fan because that's all that was in it to begin with. And this is a low noise. This is a low noise fan. I mean, it's it's like forty five or fifty decibels quieter than the fan that came out of it. And when I put everything back together. Uh, what I noticed is the fan, w- the, the new fan was binding up. So, it, okay. it, it, yeah, it was binding up. And so I, I didn't really know why, but I put everything back together, put the fan, put the fan in the power supply, I mean, put the power supply back in the machine, started the machine up and the, and the fan would not spin at all. So something had happened to the fan where it actually kind of tweaked. Yeah. yeah the- it kind of tweaked or twisted or something. Huh. Okay. So, 
So I so what I had to find out was okay, is the fan good? Is the fan that I that I've bought brand new is that fan even good? Um, and so it, I had a need to test the fan outside of the power supply itself. So I needed a twelve volt power supply that was not the power supply for the game for the game itself. And of course, where would you get that? You'd get that off of a switching power supply. And I mm-hmm. thought, you know what? I, instead of instead of me digging a switching power supply out or pulling it out of a game or you know, getting in the back of one of my games or something like that. I, I just pulled one of my spare switching power supplies off the shelf and I built up a, a little a little test harness. And Brent, you've seen it you've seen what I've what I've done for like my Nintendo monitors where it's just, you know, a portable ISO transformer mm-hmm. that's on a power switch and everything like that. You've got it all mounted on something just, yeah, just on, to make it on a little blackboard and everything. It puts everything where you need it. It puts and, everything yeah. where you need it. And then I, I use I, I use just like an off the shelf, you know, fifteen amp power switch and stuff like that for it. And you know, put up put it into electric box and all that kind of stuff. So I fabbed that up with a switching power supply and uh, and that took me a little bit of time, but it turned out like absolutely perfect. And and I was able to use that to power the fan out of the power supply itself. And I, and I thought, okay, I thought once I was able to get to that point, it's like, okay, I'll be able to make a turn left, turn right determination on this and get this sorted out pretty quick. Well, the fan worked fine. I mean, it just spun up and, and uh, when it had 12 volts to it, it just spun up and, and ran no problem at all no binding no nothing and i'm like okay so it's the fan inside this case inside the case of the power supply and sure enough when i put the fan back in and and tightened every screw that w- that came with it the fan would bind and it would not spin at all so the fan should be held into like the case with four i've sometimes i've seen them two like just diagonal kind of specialty screws yes, they're like specialty screws that, that you would see like in the on the back of a computer yeah yeah, yeah they're exactly. usually phillips head but the they're the kind th- of thick yeah the threads tend to be almost the size of the head yes exactly. and they're really coarse because they're really they, coarse they, they, they dig their way into the fan case yeah they dig their way into the so plastic it's a standard it's a standard mount yeah is it's, what it's, I'm it's, saying. A, it's a standard computer fan mount so is what, what it is so did you try running the fan with just the case holding the the case cover to see if it if it was twisted, yeah, it, and that was fine. Okay? okay, it's when all the fasteners came into play is when it would bind. Jeez. So, I, so through the that, process of the elimination, fan was was also doing the same thing. And well, the blade it, was just hitting. It, well, it had. I would think yes, because there had to be some resistance, because um, because. If I put every fastener back in and tightened them up, not overly snug, but just snug, the fan wouldn't spin. And then I found that by backing one of them out, just a turn or a turn and a half to where it still held, then the fan would just whoo, that's spin the, right up. That's the strangest thing. And, I it, and I burnt and I burned so much time on that. And, that is, but but I had to have that that I had to have that little test harness there <laughs> to where I could okay spin the fan up in the power supply, spin the fan up out of the power supply. It's like what's going on here? So I finally got it to where, out it, of curiosity, to where I got it all figured out. Out of curiosity, did you wire up the original fan and just hold it? Oh yeah, yeah. Was I did. it still super loud? Or it was, was it? it was almost as loud. Okay, but it was it was so loud that I I would you would have done would it. Ne- yeah, I would you never have gone back going. to use it. If yeah. there was enough blade clearance in it, where yeah. it was like clipping the inside, and it, that was a lot of the noise. That, that was a lot of the noise. It was still very it was still very loud. Okay. 
But I, I held the fan. I've, I put it in my little fan box and said, "Hey, if I need a fan, there's a fan, yeah. so I, I'll use it." But uh, but with the now with the now silent fan in it, powered it up, and it's like you can't even hardly hear the game run. It's now so quiet. It's like, oh, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. <laughs> so um, so going through that and then a couple of other things got that all sorted. Oh oh, and before I forget. What, when I built that one test harness, I went ahead and uh, I had one small black piece of wood left. And so I just went ahead and built uh, the third harness that I needed, which was just uh, 110, 120 volt uh, ISO transformer to drive a normal arcade monitor. Mm-hmm. And so is I, it kind of like I'm sure you've seen it, the little board that I've got in there. It was one of the first little rigs I made. That's what I that's what that I just did. has a switch. Yep. Uh, and uh, and I used a push button switch that would yeah. lock itself down. Yeah, thinking in an emergency, I could, which I've had to do, I yeah. just reach Slam over it. and smack it. Yeah, and it shuts the monitor. Yeah, off. no, though that that's great. I mean, the way that I've got mine done is it's on a flip switch as well, but it, it, the flip switch has got a pilot light with it so mm-hmm. that I can see when it's energized and when it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's very it's it's a big red oversized switch, and I just reach over and just just hit it with a finger or two, and it'll it'll flip off. Off. I have to show you this. Kind of like a low resistance switch. I have to show you the switch I've got on my. Uh, this is Switch Talk with Brittany and uh, <laughs> Britain. That's my sister's name. This is Switch Talk, switch which is talk. a combination of your name and my name. Yes. This is a. This is Switch Talk yeah. with. This is also not funny anymore because it's gone on twenty minutes. <laughs> this is Switch Talk with Brent and Whitney. <laughs> I've got one of the. Uh, you typically see them like if you've ever been to a museum and you see like a an aircraft cockpit type thing yeah. or some kind of mill where it's got the or I think about it like if you've seen Apollo Eleven the movie yeah. yes you see the it's got like the big red plastic everything's snap, got a safety switch it's safety switch like a cover over yes it. yes you flip the cover over yeah. up, then the switch uh-huh. and then if you slap the cover down it shuts the switch off yeah it takes the switch with it yeah yes I've got one of those for my JAMA rig yeah so that is oriented in such a way that if something you know goes awry all i have to do is slap that cover and it shuts the whole yeah thing no off. that's 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 perfect that's awesome and um and so i so i finished these two test rigs and i i went ahead and and snapped a bunch of pictures of them and put them up in a facebook album so they, they've been up there for probably two or three weeks now because it was it was like right over the holidays and stuff that i did this when i had some time off work and um yeah and so i, I kind of detail i kind of talk through or detail what each one of the three test rigs are and what they do and everything like that. So, and I've got the crafty mech, the, the, the TPG out because I was showing the one rig that I've got that just does, that's just the ISO transformer. Uh, it, you know, I've got it hooked up to, I think a K 7,000 or something like that. And just, it's just running the TPG and everything like that. I think I might've sold one of those for them. Uh, now that I think about it over the course of the month, a buddy of mine, a good buddy of mine up in Ohio hit me up and, he said, man, do you know, I know you mess with monitors a lot. Do you know how to straighten this out? And he sent me a picture of a Galaga mm-hmm. and it was, he, sh- he sent me the ship, your, your avatar, and it was three distinct fighters. It was yeah. a red one, a green one, and a blue oh, one. Oh, how about that? Convergence yeah. was off. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, man, you need to hook that up. If you don't have, you need this tool. Yeah. And uh, I, I I gave him the whole spiel on it. But what he ended up having to do is he had to hook it up to a Jamma board that had yeah. a test pattern. Yes. Because that's what he had there. Yes, exactly. You know? Exactly. And, and 
I walked him through in text how to convert your mom. Yeah. Oh, well, good for you, man. That's but awesome. Anyway, anyway those, man, I, I can't say enough about that. Yeah. The, the it's, TPG. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, it, it just, I got to the point to where I sidelined myself enough where I built, I, I wound up building the second of the three harnesses that I need. And it's like, you know what? I just need to go ahead and finish the third while I've got mm-hmm. all the parts out and everything like that. I've got everything on the bench. I've, I've got all the electrical boxes. I've got all the, the fuse holders out. I've got all the, you know, the primary wires out, you know, and, and everything like that. And so it, it it's it's an album up on our Facebook page called te- called Test Rig or Mortis is what is what I call test it. Rig or yeah, Test Rig or Mortis, <laughs> but it's Test Rig is what it is. Gotcha. Yeah, but um, you know, I had a lot of people actually respond to it, uh, and it, even a couple people who asked me to build a few of them for them. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, all right, so here we are. But uh, anyway, yeah. So so go take a look at our, our Facebook page uh, again. The album's called Test Rig or Mortis, and uh, you'll you'll see what I wound up building. Okay, over the course of of the holiday. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's great. So now, now I can power, now I can power essentially anything that hooks to a JAMA, anything that hooks to a JAMA harness, I can power, uh, power any monitor, Sanyo and otherwise. And that's really where I've needed to be for years, but it's like, I've not really had, I've had a game available so I could get into the back of the game and slot a board in and fire it up and see what I get. But now it's like, you know what? I needed to do all this on on a test bench. And it's like, you know what? Dag on it. I'm just going to build these things and call it done. There's there's a lot to be said for being able to set at a bench yes. and work on something. Yes, exactly. I have done that with a game where it's a unique pinout or something, a vector game. Yeah. And you end up with, you know, the harness uh, unscrewed out of the cabinet to give you a little lead and then you've got it sitting on a box behind the game and you're trying to figure and it's just yeah I, I've got a Pac-Man harness that I have uh, sworn for years I'm going to take and stretch out wash it yeah and honestly I can't do it now I almost need to wait to the, you gotta wait to the spring so the there's spring. an excuse not to do it again yeah here we are where I can take it outside and wash the thing and clean it because it's just filthy hang it over the deck rail, let it dry in the sun for a day or two, mm-hmm. and then loop it all up and zip tie it together. Cause one day I may want to put it in a, in a Pac-Man, yeah. but it's the perfect, it's everything. It's a transformer board. It's everything yeah. to power a Pac-Man board. Yeah. That's the perfect thing to set on my bench. Yes. You know, I put a little speaker on it. So I've got sound Yeah, and then I can, t- I can mess with Pac-Man, my Pac-Man boards. Yeah. And I just, yeah, there's a lot to be said for striking when the iron is hot. And yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the iron is hot when frustration is high because yes. you're trying to trick something because you're trying to get something done. Yeah. and you know, in here, you know, I'm I'm just trying to address all the shortcomings or all of the the uh, kind of handyman fixes uh, shortcomings in the right word the handyman fixes for TNA before it goes in before it goes into my lineup and um, and that was one of the bigger ones and it's like man there's uh, there's all these turn left turn right scenarios and I, I walk myself down a road and it, it all comes out well but it, but it just eats up a lot of time but anyway so got that all done it built the test rigs that was great so it, it worked out it worked out pretty uh, pretty nice but um you know got everything put back into tna got uh you know got got the the work through on it cleaned it vacuumed it you know did did everything but the one thing that i have had to do brent and and it has been a source of frustration for me is 
I have had to go through and address uh, some some playfield issues on it, and my game, uh, right, wrong, or otherwise, is part of a batch that uh, that Spooky has has uh, confirmed as uh, having some uh, having some issues with some of the star posts in in the clear. Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make that call for you. I mean, uh, you gave us three options, and I'm going going to go with this is wrong. It's it's been a, it's been a tough pill to swallow. Okay, it has because um, you know I've I've gone through and, and done the fix as supplied. Uh, by Spooky, and uh, it, it involves insta- installing uh, some washers underneath the. So the tell, star tell post. everybody what the what the problem is. Well, I, I'm aware of it because you and I've talked about. Yeah. This. So so what what the problem is is that uh, some some people's machines have exhibited chipping of the of the artwork clear and down into the art to the wood chipping around some of the uh some of the high traffic star posts on the play field okay mostly around the slings and uh and then uh, up around uh, a couple of um uh, up around a, a couple of items namely scoop and everything like that on the play field okay in, in like the the middle of the play field and uh spooky tried to address this problem by installing some mylar uh what i'd consider some cut mylar discs underneath the um underneath the star post and they did this on some production games yes on some production games of which mine was one of what i mean did yours come with it or without no mine came with the mylar installed from the factory okay so yeah so so as a as an attempted fix for what i can only understand as um either an an incomplete curing process or an or uh, a bad coating process or or, or something i mean that's never really been disclosed it's all up to subjecture basically the way i would describe it in the pictures that i've seen is is the 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 clear was soft enough that when the star posts went in it It digged and compromised it yes yes and, and i've taken games apart that have had a little depression a little ghosting a little shadowing ghosting is the wrong term because i know that that applies to a lot of the stern stuff yeah yeah you know going back through ghostbusters and the problems with that let's say an indent due to pressure yeah yeah an ever so slight one because you've got something that's sitting on the the surface kind of like the dimpling that everybody talks about from ball impacts it's nothing it's nothing major it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's, it's but which, which you you know what you what I've seen in your pictures is I'm gonna I'm gonna use the word excessive. It's excessive. It's excessive, yeah. especially for a brand new game. Yeah, a it's, brand it's new not like field. I. Yeah. It's not like I took apart high speed there, which has a bajillion star posts in it, and there's a little shadow in the in the play field from where that star post was was screwed in. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is pressure. This this is the play field actually being softer than the star post itself because it is the one it it indents and so that that's been that's been a little bit of a a little bit of a, a challenge because um, the the mylar has proven to be ineffective and uh, spooky has since issued understand. what I'd consider to be uh, I guess like a, a field bulletin or some guidance on installing some. Uh, some neoprene washers underneath the star post. Now so I don't even understand the the mylar because I would think that if the playfield was that soft and it's and it's going to dig into the level that I've seen pic- the pictures of. Yeah, that the mylar. It, you know, if you've got a mylar ring, and it's almost like I don't know. 
take a take a big bowl and put a piece of paper over it and take a small take a cup and push it down the middle the mylar is just going to peel it's going to it's it's going to curl up it's going to curl up yeah and and over i think over playtime that's what some folks were seeing happen okay all right yeah because there's there's plenty of pictures on pinside where the mylar is all peeled after 60 70 games that you see just the mylar peeled up around the star post so, so I, I contacted I contacted Spooky because my machine did have the Mylar discs in t- installed factory, and um, the guidance was to go ahead and, and remove the Mylar disc, pull the star post, remove the Mylar disc, and then install these neoprene washers so you, uh, you, underneath the star post. So you've got to let me let me translate. Let me put this in print speak. <laughs> yeah. You've got a brand new game right out of the box, yeah. and you zero, have to zero place. Zero plays. Yep. And you're being asked to completely disassemble the play field. The top half, yeah. Which means pull all the plastics, pull all the star posts. Well, yeah, because that's basically, that's at the bottom of the, you know, to use my analogy from earlier, you're at the bottom of the Burger Time Burger. Yeah, exactly. You know, everything is going to be on or around or built upon all those star posts that act as the foundation for everything in the game exactly yeah so so I, I went through and did that and of course well, what, do you do, what do you do if you're a player but not i know a lot of people like this i know a lot of people that can play a game of pinball that would make me look like i'm playing backwards reaching over my head yeah they, they're just they just make that ball do things that you'd almost think they're magneto yeah but they don't know how to work on they don't even know what they don't even know what the mechanisms are called yeah yeah i, I know I, seriously i know people like that they're like hey what about and i'm like we, we we take five minutes to discuss what a vertical up kicker yeah, is. Yeah, what, what, the, what the buck does. Exactly. Yeah, what it is, what it's called. Yeah. What, what, you have a problem. What, how, how is that supposed to be helpful to people like that that I, are I pinball fans? I don't know. And, I'm, and I know that TNA is uh, a prime candidate to be a first pinball machine for a lot of people just due to theme and um, just uniqueness and everything like that. So I, I, I don't yeah, know. That that, is that a, well, even if it's a first game, I mean, I know people that have several games that that don't that, that don't know how you and i have talked to multiple people that have unbelievable collections that can't work on a single thing no they, yeah, they don't even exactly take the glass right. off that's of exactly it. right yes definitely so, uh, anyway yeah. I, keep, I keep i keep pulling you away whitney i just i cannot i can't fathom this but well keep, it's it, it has been a source of frustration because um as i as as you go through and address as you go through do trying to be your own best friend and address the problem that you have in front of you you want to be uniform about it uh you know i i did talk to charlie and, and contacted him and said hey you know I, I need to check each one of these star posts and see you know and see exactly what i've got mm-hmm. because if i'm going to install something under five star posts that doesn't look right for every other star post on the play field i mean i'm i'm a big fan of uniformity maybe my ocd is my is my own worst enemy when it comes to that but i'm not going to have five star posts sitting in your field division that have got these that have got these washers underneath of them and then you look at the rest of the play field and they have nothing it just it just doesn't look right so and, well i'm and, gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you whitney if you had if i walked up to your game oh see look maxine is trying oh to get yeah in on yeah she, it's got her agitated i don't know if well. she can this is too is this two shows we've gotten some Maxine yeah, input? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, we're gonna she's have angled to have, We're going to have to have a guest spot. It, that's fine. It's all good. We'll give her her own segment. I don't know How who she's that? protecting us from, but she's that, doing it. She just needs to keep doing her job. Nobody else can probably hear the barking it, it's but a, us. It's okay. It, it may come through. We'll, we'll see. So, anyway, if I walked up to a game, 
or honestly, I mean, even even someone that falls into the camp that we were just discussing that yeah. is a good player or is a is an enthusiast but can't work on a game. Yeah. That's going to stand out if all the star... I don't care if it's one or all. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be... Exactly, exactly. So so I've... I've I've taken care of it. I've addressed it as as best as I possibly can cosmetically, and it doesn't look bad at all. But it but it certainly doesn't look like it would look with without any washers underneath the star post, which is how it quite honestly should look. But anyway, yeah. that that notwithstanding, but I did want to go through and and look at what the condition of the playfield was underneath all the star posts. And Brent, as I well, walk, yeah, my, once once it's like. The, the the Pandora's box is open. Yeah, it's once, like I want to know how far does this go. Once you pull the first one, you're like, what else is hiding? What else is here? hiding underneath here? Yeah, and and I did. I found it. I think it was five. If I'm not mistaken, I have to go back and look at the email. I think it was five total star posts. Where underneath the star post, I literally had the artwork bubbling, and so where you could take it with your, you could take the artwork. So the and, art- Depress it with your fingernail, and the, and the artwork would pop right back up. Now and, I saw a couple of the pictures, and I, I knew that you had like a bubble, or maybe it was just the angle, or you had a. Chi- but you actually have the artwork. Well, that's coming up off of yes, the wood, coming up under off, the under this clear. It, it is it is not adhering to the wood. Oh no, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what's going to happen once again. It's like pandora's box or yeah. once you've broken the seal or whatever little you know a euphemism or what, what i just not the right word you want to throw at it yeah when whatever once, little analogy you want. analogy thank yeah. you once that has started yeah it's just gonna keep walk in my mind i mean it, it's it's a slippery slope yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. gonna keep working its way out and and yeah Dude, man, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's it, it's. I can it's, see why you're so frustrated. I am frustrated. I'm frustrated f- even right now. I'm frustrated because well, it's, here, here's where I'm sitting. I'm all this is going through my mind. I'm frustrated for you, and, and I hesitate to keep making a comment commentary about it because I I, I feel that I'm I, I'm I would whip you up with the yeah. irritation. <laughs> yeah, that it's is all good. this brand new yeah brand new project. Yeah. That honestly, there's there's short of replacing the playfield as should happen. Well, that's there, there's no there's no side fix to this. No, there there is no fix. There's no fix other than what you have identified. Now, I do want to say that my playfield is in uh, a lot better shape than some of the other. Well, that doesn't folks. matter. Yeah, I, I, mean, I get at that. the end of the day. I get that at the end of the day. But there, you, there, there are some folks on Penn side that that their playfields are in much worse shape than mine. And, um, so, and, and so, so let me get this right. You, you all, you and three other pinsiders go to a, a car dealership one day and you all buy a brand new car side by side and you're standing in the parking lot talking pinball while all your cars are going through final detail. Yeah. And they that, get a dent in the door. They all come out with dents in the door. Yeah. And yours has the smaller dent. I, that doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it, it, well, what I'm saying is other people. Just, Give me a washer to put on that door. I, I, I get you. Yeah. Oh, you're touche. I get you. Um, I mean, other people you are. To, other people are, in my mind, deserving of of getting what I would consider to be a playfield swap before me. Let me say it that before, way. But before, but before me, but not excluding me. Okay. Yeah. So I feel that anybody who has a game that that it is knowingly um, and. It, it is knownly accepted by by Spooky that they know that this is a problem. They they should get a playfield because that's what makes that's what makes the game whole. 
Now, to this point, that's not that's not happened yet. I don't know if eventually it will happen. Um, I've just right now I've not had the best experience. Uh, not had the best experience with Spooky on on this particular topic as of that, yet. That's we'll, a total. We'll, shame. we'll see where it goes. That's we'll a see shame. Where it goes. I mean, I mean, it's a shame. It's yeah. Yeah, you're, you're kind of you're kind of spiting your customers, and it's not like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean it doesn't. It's not, it's not like well, even if it was, uh, I'm trying to think of a big company, but even if it was General Motors or General Electric, or still, that's that that's a that's a black eye for that company. And mm-hmm. in, in, in the case of GM or GE, in a much larger scale, yeah. But that that scales to our world. It scales to our world. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's not diminished my enjoyment for the game, but it has. Oh, it would mine. I would hate it. it really? Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. No, I, I can I can se- I, I, I play, can separate it. I play Ghostbusters now. Yeah. And my play field, and I don't think yours does. Yours doesn't have any of the ghosting issues. No, that it were does so not. Rampant. No, neither does mine. Yeah. But like, I, I played Ghostbusters this week just to, like to decompress. I fired up the game room. I was playing Ghostbusters. Yeah. And it crossed my mind, and I had to cradle the ball and look just yeah. to make sure. That, yeah, that, yeah. That the I think it's the library, the uh, library insert, whichever the insert was over on the left by the library. Yeah. Yep, that's it. That I. I no, that it, it, that it wasn't that it wasn't popping out or yeah. ghosting or getting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I I mean. The thing is, I mean, I still love the game. It hadn't diminished my enjoyment of it or anything like that. It's still totally playable. It's just, it's the principle of it that is that is really kind of got me, I think, a bit a bit angled up on it. But I, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Um, I mean, I still want to continue the conversation and uh, and see see what can be done. But I, I'm hoping that everybody who's who who's affected like this and and. In my mind, Spooky Spooky knows the numbers that that were affected, and they you know they they've they've come out with this with this quote unquote field fix, but ultimately um, ultimately they've got it they've got to know how deep this goes, yeah. and hopefully it's addressed. Well, there's no field fix for um, I'm trying. It's not mechanical. No, no, it's, it's not, not like mechanical can, at all. There, the, you can't put something on top of this and call it job done. No, it's the, it, you can't uh, issue like I, I know with Iron Maiden at a stern. Some of the uh, after the first run, and I'm sure I bet all all the games are like this. Yeah, but they started putting some posts in different places because it was they had common ball hangs, and yeah. I, and I saw that with Iron Maiden pros that I played. Yeah, later games came with posts and locations that were found to be traps. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that there was a kit offered. Yes, you had to install it. And and I know people that have had new sterns that have not been uh, of a skill set to do that. Yeah. And stern, this was in Louisville. Yeah. Stern located someone in town that had the skill set and paid them to come fix a game. Yeah. See, because that's that's how it... That's how it should be. You, you're not you're not going to field issue yeah. something yep, yep. to fix. I mean, it, this yeah. isn't a well. It's it's mechanical in the strict sense of the term, in that it's mechanically separating. You're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna have a field issued kit that's going to fix bad clear coat. Yeah, exactly. That, and peeling artwork. Y- yeah, exactly. You're not going to do that. Yeah. 
so so we'll, we'll see we'll see how i guess how this kind of plays out i i'm just i, I am very disappointed um it it is definitely cast a, a shadow over the buying experience and in the whole um support pinball experience mm-hmm. i guess uh well, and, and more specifically i'll say it's the way spooky is supporting their games yes I mean, yes yes yeah it, it's if, I could see, I could understand discussing, you know, the 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 mylar thing and looking at, but man, it's it's obvious that's not working. Mm-mm. And no. I could see, I could see discussing that, exploring that because it's it's a pricey endeavor to fix that mistake. Yeah, it really is. It but, really is. But but I can't I can't help that. No. You know because. I mean, I paid for a game. I, I didn't. I, I didn't, didn't plan yeah. on having to. Didn't plan on having to uh, address that that type of recourse. So, mm-hmm. anyway, th- it is what it is. But I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But um, the good thing that that I guess ran out of uh, that, that, that did come out of finishing TNA is I rearrange. I'm rearranging my pinball lineup in my game room a little bit. And I did have two vids over in the over in the corner um, by where um, by where I'm going to uh, shift kind of like my pinball row down to. And Brent, I have uh, in installing TNA into the lineup, putting it in the lineup. I ha- I do have space for one more pin in my game room, <laughs> and then and then Brent, I'm You're out. Done. I'm out. You're done. I'm done. So I so I've got to get. I do. I've got to get one more pin. To, oh, you to have fill to. it out. I have, have to, to to fill it out, and then that will it, it. Then that way, it all ends on a natural boundary. Because in my game room, I've got uh, half my game room is carpeted, and then half of my game room is uh, pergo. Okay, well, if if it was my game room, I'd have to get two because I'd be selling TNA. Well, but you, you know, then again, you'd have to come clean as to what's wrong well, with see, it. That's just it. And, and 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 the problem is, is I would rather. I'll just say it. I want the game. I, I want my game. I want that game. I still want that game. I love that game. And so, um, I mean, like if I ever sold Ghostbusters, yeah, somebody in the know, or I'd, I'd advertise it this way. Yeah. The first question, it, does, it doesn't have the ghosting yeah, problem. Yeah. That would be exactly. the first question asked of somebody in the know. And That's it would be exactly something right. I would have to put regardless of condition in, in the, in, the in the listing for the sale yes exactly right because because the title itself has now developed a bit of a reputation because of x y or z yeah so uh, anyway i'm sorry i'm no it's all dude, good. i think i'm uh, you've had a lot of time to digest this uh uh i it's not mine and i'm irritated you know yeah, well because i just can't fathom I, it. i'm irritated as well because because um i just don't feel like like we've gotten the response that we're owed Okay, as as a paying customer, I just don't think that we've got the response that we're owed. Well, not man. not not a fair and balanced response that that's actually taking into account how how you want to be treated or how you want to be known for for treating. So anyway, dude, that box we'll of lights costs more than the cars. The, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, cars that a lot of it, it costs. It costs way more than the value of the car that I drive every day. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, dude. I get it. So it's just, it's just been one of those. It's been one of those things. So, anyway, well, if if I sound a little defeatist, it's because, uh, quite honestly, it has taken a bit of wind out of my sails when it when it comes to that. But uh, it it'll it'll sort it'll sort itself out. So I'm I'm confident there. So, um, 
so with that, Brent, you know, they've got TNA at least to the point where it's up, it's playable, game room reorganization's good, everything like that. So I'm actually spending some time on just kind of swapping stuff around and re- realigning things. Um, and the only other item that I've got before we move on uh, into uh, into the the next couple of segments here is a follow up from uh, a question that I posed actually two months ago around what does what do people use to manage their collection, their game collection. Uh, home inventory and everything like that. Um, just by way, um, did get uh, a little bit of follow up on the app called My Stuff Too. I did email the developer. Just want to let everybody know if you've looked into that app. There are the developer responded and said that there's no plans on bringing that app to any other platform other than what it sits on today, which is iOS. So that's iPhone and iPad and iPad only. So that so that is essentially a non-starter uh, for me at this point because you can't use it on Windows, you can't use it on Android, you can't use it on a Mac. It's only iOS, and so that I mean, it looks like the perfect app. But if 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 I have to stare at my phone to manage everything, that's not it's not where I yeah. want to be, or even an iPad. That's, that that's just not me. the screen. And I, and want. I understand that because there's people yeah. that develop in the platform of their choice. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. And this is one guy. This is just one guy sitting in you know sitting in his house in his basement. You know, it, it is easy chair at night while his kid, after his kids have gone to sleep and he's working on his app. I totally respect that, but that that's the situation that it's in. So I did have a discussion with a listener and friend of the show, Jeff Waldron. Uh, he did point me to an app called iCollect, and right now uh, that is a that's looking like a good front runner. And I'll include a link for that in the show notes. But iCollect is iOS only right now, but they have uh, ex- they have expressed a roadmap for having a Windows app, a Macintosh app, so you can run on a MacBook, um, and an Android app as well. So it looks like that's going to be cross-platform. And Brent, I, I mean, if I'm going to run something or invest in something, I want it to be cross-platform because at my house, I have Windows, I have Mac, I have iOS, and so I've got, you know, I've run mm-hmm. the gamut, you know, so... So, so there, there's, there's all of that. Um, so iCollect looks like a, a good front runner because it's one app that allows you to track multiple collections of ever of of all kinds. So, of have stuff. you looked at this yet? I, What's that? The, this iCollect. Oh yeah, I've got it installed so, on my iPhone so like right on now. The, on the movie side, and I, and I've mentioned this in prior shows where we've talked as we yeah. talked through this this collecting app, yeah, yeah. Uh, a concept. Yes, I want one for movies, uh-huh. but. If I'm going to do it, I want one that's tied to one of the databases on the internet so I can just scan the barcodes. Yes, exactly. This supports that. Okay. All yes, right. This that, supports that. Yes. That sounds sweet. I'm going to have to look at well, yeah, I, t- I need to wait for I need to wait for Android. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Now the other the other um app platform that I am currently using but is um is a bit of a I'm gonna i I'm just gonna say it for what it is. It's a bit of a pain in the butt. Um, it's the it, it's called the collectors apps, and that's collectors C O L L E C T O R Z at the well, end. They're out right now because I don't do anything that where they, they with, with the Z. Z and yeah, I, trust, trust me, dude. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> now here here's the thing: the collectors apps have got iOS. They have an app for Android. They have an app for Windows desktop. They have apps for Macintosh. Okay, so they they cover all the bases. The problem with their 
ecosystem is they have a separate app for games they have a separate app for movies a separate app for books a separate app for well, I could music kind of, and for me the only thing i want an app for is movies yeah so i could kind of see that because if they're going to have one that focuses on that and does that well yeah well, i'm okay but, with that but, but when you look at all their apps their apps are 95 percent the same and only five percent different so what they what they have done and i get why they do this it, it, the code base feels literally 95 percent the same between each each one mm-hmm. of the apps because all the apps look 95% the same. The problem is, is every single one of the apps, they're, they're all paywalled. And so you wind up, if you want to track your games, that's a, that's a certain amount of money. If you want to track your books, that's another amount of money on top of that. You want to track your movies? Oh, oh I got that's you. even more money. Oh, you want to add your music on top of it? Well, that's even more I, I money at, again. I look at it like their approach is, is that, all right, I've, I've created an engine. Oh, the, the yeah. collection engine. Yep. And I'm going to do, I'm going to customize that last yep. five or 10%. Yep. That last mile. And then, then I, then I'll hit a lot of very, I'll, I'll hit varied searches in, yeah, in yeah. the market. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and somebody I, that's single threaded and they just want a book. Out and, they wanna, and, and you know something, I get it. I, I totally get it. And I really do like their software. Their software is good, especially like the windows desktop software. I mean, it's fantastic, but I, but I, I just don't know that I want to continue with that with that model. That's a personal preference thing so, for me. See now, despite my silliness about the Z thing, yeah, which honestly I do. I think that's a little. I, I think, I've, I've I think had it's it a little Z's. long in the tooth. Yeah, I've had it with point. the Z's. I've had it with the Z's. Um, yeah. That sounds like the one I would look yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it may be it may be well suited for you because it just does the one thing that I just, want. Just does movies. Because I mean, it. I don't. I'm not going to do books because I'm. I don't read. Yeah, I get. I get I don't it. Read. I Whitney. get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. It's it's all it's all there. It's all good, but but anyway, I'm gonna, um, I'm so look them up right now. So I would say give it give a look at the collectors apps and the iCollect app, and we will have links to both of those in the show notes. So, uh, Brent, with that, that's been uh, that's been my month in regards to the hobby. So I built some test harnesses, which came out just awesome. Love them. And uh, dude, if you haven't checked it, you ought to go got to take a take a look at the at the Facebook album, and um, and then finished up my TNA. So and I've started well, no, rearranging finished the up, gamer. Finished up your TNA, yeah, it, yeah. They use the wrong words there. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, there you go. Touche. So, oh, um, man. yeah. So I, I put it back together. How about that? So. That's uh, that's that's where I sit. So I'm I'm hoping that I can make some more progress with uh, with Spooky for for the sake of of uh, of everybody. So anyway, there's that. But that's that's been my month, buddy. All right. So here's what we've got coming up. Did me to end it on a downer? Oh like well, man, I, so, I'm trying to be as upbeat see, about it a, as I possibly can be. Well, we, I am. Whitney and I have had a conversation, uh, honestly, more jokingly than serious, about having like broken token after dark, <laughs> but where we just really let it all loose because everybody that listens to That's the, the show, burning effigy that we go out yeah. on is what we do. Everybody, if, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that we try. We really try to stay. We pride ourselves on it. Uh, family friendly, above mm-hmm. board. Yep. We're not. We're not throwing rocks just nope. to throw rocks. Nope. Just telling it like it we, is. Now I'm not a sports fan, so I think this out. But I think this is the the right way to put it. We call balls and strikes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm calling strike on what I just yeah. talked about. If we call a strike, we're not calling. We're not like nope. all hands on deck. Let's pile on. No, 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 no. But I am calling strike. Oh yeah, abso- on, on absolutely. What I just that that about. that's trash. It's that, it that's is, it's bad. You're, the the people that have out of the factory 
problematic play fields that, that that are not being addressed. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's totally wrong. It is. It's wrong. It's so wrong. you're not. I don't think you're in it on a downer. I mean, you're. It's just. It, it's fact. Tell, it telling is, it like it is. You're telling it like it telling is. Telling it like it is. You know. So, but no, more, more to come there. We'll. I don't see us ever doing an after dark thing because. Uh, as we stated long ago yes. in the kind of the charter of the show, we we want to we want something that'll stand the test of time. Exactly. In that, if our grandkids listen to it, yeah, they don't. They're not going to listen to it, and it's just going to be oh yeah, no, no, we it's going to be garbage that. of the mouth. Yeah, hey, I know? will say this. Speaking of that, um, over the Christmas holiday, uh-huh. my nephew did let me know that he, my nephew, okay, eleven years old. He's working through our back catalog. <laughs> and he's like, I love your show. I, I, Whitney, I, Uncle Whitney, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to your show. And he even drew me a, a hand. Well, I'm sorry. Let me say this again. He sent me a hand-drawn thank you card. Oh. Because I got him a Game Boy Color for Christmas. Okay. I pieced together a good working Game Boy Color and gave it to him for his Christmas present. And he sent me a hand-drawn thank you note for that. And in it, he drew a picture of SpongeBob SquarePants with a set of headphones on over SpongeBob's head uh-huh. with the BT logo in oh. the headphones. And he said, I love me some BT. Oh, that's awesome. And that's my nephew that's listening awesome. to the show. Now, so, is that um, uh, the one I, nephew I've met? That's is Gareth. Gareth. Yes, that's yes. right, Gareth. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's I could my picture, nephew, Gareth. I could picture him setting... At the booth, yeah, but I, the name was yeah. escaping. So, so he and Grace are are just amped up and looking forward to the Louisville Arcade Expo. I see what I'm doing here. Oh, segway, oh, segway, segway, segway. We are, if nothing else, professional grade. But uh, again, yeah, you know, I mean, he 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 drew that. I know he's listening. And Gareth, I love you to death, buddy. And I and you know, I want that. I want my family members to listen. I want other people to be able to listen with their family. So yeah. it's not going to be garbage of the mouth. But it will be calling a strike straw. Absolutely. Yes. My, my, it's been about a year, but my sister was walking through her house and she she heard my voice and she was uh, she was kind of off put for a minute. Well, not because er, my voice is off putting, <laughs> but she she couldn't she couldn't do the math on why I was there. Yeah, she had she didn't know why what the story was, and it finally occurred to her. She went in, and my niece was listening to the was show. listening to the show. There you go, and that's where she was hearing my voice. Bingo, and that's yep. the reason why we keep the show the way we keep the show. And it's uh, it's 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 all good though, man. But I, I will say I will say this. I'm hoping that I, I'm hoping that that I'm hoping that Spooky steps up. Okay, that's probably the best way I know to end that, and uh, and, and that they make it right for everybody. But we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but does a lot does some brand loyalty and future decisions hang in the balance for me? Oh yeah, you can you can you can bet they do. There's no doubt about it. But we'll we'll see where it goes. So anyway, Brent, I did mention Louisville Arcade Expo. I did everything but put a hashtag in front of that. <laughs> so I've got a feeling we've got some expo talk coming up. I'm thinking that might be what it is. It is. Is it? So real quick, Sweet. let me th- let me just throw out there. Okay, you know, we're going to talk a little expo talk. Yeah, uh, we're at Louisville Arcade Expo uh, every year, and as it looks, we're going to be there. We're going to be there again this year. Yeah. So go ahead and make the the unofficial official announcement that the Friday and Saturday night of the show, and the show is March first, second, and third. So that's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. 
Friday and Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, Whitney and I, along with whoever else we can harangue into sitting down with us, <laughs> will broadcast live. Now is now is harangue is is that strong a, arm? I was going to say is, is that grabbing kind, kindly asking or is that turnbuckle flying to the ground and dragging? Oh no, over it's, to the, it's total shoulder drop, and you wake up from an unconscious state in a chair with a mic in front of you. Oh and yes. you're like being yeah. asked with, with, with a light in front of you saying. Talk. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Talk now. Silence. So Silence killed the radio. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so look for that coming up. We're going to use... Uh, it has escapes me, Whitney. I keep thinking of... I think it's... Um, you know, it's MixLR. MixLR. Yeah. And you know something? We're, we're the worst MixLR customers because we only use it once a year. And I, at some point, we need to really rethink that. I, but it works. And it we'll works stick so with it. well. It does. It works really well for what it is. When we did the research, MixLR was the only one out there at the time that didn't require registration and, a, and an app and all this stuff. And going back four or five years, which doesn't seem like a lot in the big picture, but is forever in technology, Yeah, they worked like a champ with any browser, uh, from any mobile device through the browser, no logon required. You just went to our URL, which was MixLR slash Broken Token, and hit play, and you were on. You were on. And it... it, it it works. It was shocking yeah, how simplistic how well it was. It works, and it actually works. When when we do uh, setup for the shows where we're going to stream from, and when we did, we did this in Expo in 2014, Pinball Expo, and every year at Louisville, we get everything ready to go. Whitney grabs his cell phone, mm-hmm. and Whit- Whitney goes through cell phone like we'll eat, you know, like you'll eat potato chips. I, this I do. Yeah. It's, so it's man, I tell you, my entire lifeblood. Oh, is it's built your cell phone. It. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, yeah. Your, it's what you have to do. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tool, it it's your tool belt. It is my it yeah. is my tool belt. Yeah. So any cell phone he's ever had, Android, Apple, anything, he'll put in his earbuds or his earphones. He'll walk away where he can see hand signals. And he's on. It yeah. just works. Yeah, yeah it's it does. So it's so smooth. Simple. It's so smooth. It's like one of the internet's best kept secrets. The, it really the broadcast is. client just works like a treat. Yep. It is like magic. So yeah, yeah. MixLR. Yeah. It's it's our one of choice. But Whitney said we don't use it often enough. Where the, the name of it escapes me. But, yeah. Yeah. But but we'll, we'll be back on it. Yeah. No, nonetheless, we'll be back on it. We'll get the URL back out there. We'll make it all clickable links before we go live. We'll uh, tweet and Facebook it and everything. So, but Friday and Saturday night of Louisville. Louisville Arcade Expo, we will be broadcasting again this year. Yep. Uh, so and, then, this, and then, Brent, you also mentioned a couple of other segments that were, I guess, a couple of other segments that we're going to run before yep. we get into the into the spend, spending your money. Yeah. Well, so right right after this, we're going to have a conversation with uh, uh, organizer and help me with the last name because I don't want to do him any just any disjustice, any unjust. Corey. Uh, oh, stoop. Thank you. Yes. So Corey has, uh, let's just say it, he's taken leadership of yes. Louisville Arcade Expo this year. So yep. we, we've known Corey for a long time. Corey's a great guy. He is uh, known in the pinball and arcade community and a very respected individual. It, it, and the show is in wonderful hands. So we're going to talk a little with Corey. We're going to discuss the transition of the show where, where Corey is kind of taking, taking leadership of the show and, you know, what's going to go on with the show this year. Corey wanted us to mention that the room block 
for Expo expires on January 31st. So if you're thinking of coming, make sure you get it. The Room Block gets you the show at $79.99. We, we've already taped the the segment, yeah, you know, a little yeah. behind the curtains here. Yeah. And it's one thing that was a kind of an afterthought. He just, yeah. oh my gosh, I forgot to mention. Yeah, so a so. little, little uh, bit out of order, but that's yeah, a lot of times that's how it goes. Amongst everything else, you know, check their website. We, we've got the, we'll have the, the URLs, everything in the show notes. Check their Facebook page. You can get a link right into the hotel and reserve your room. But he wanted us to mention, he asked us to mention, hey, January 31st, it expires. There's a limit on the blocks, the room block. They are doing renovations in the hotel. So the actual host hotel is a little bit more limited than it was in prior years. Mm -hmm. It will sell out. Mm -hmm. If you haven't booked a hotel, do it. There is also... Uh, uh, neighboring hotels as well. So there's still accommodations yeah. in the area. I mean, there, there's a Marriott right behind it, but the the rooms are, I'll just say it, 2X is, they're 2X from a price, price standpoint. From a yeah. price standpoint, yeah. So, you know, take advantage of the of the room block if you can. And all that information is on, it's, I believe it's, uh, I know the old URL, Whitney. Which it's it, LouisvilleArcade.com. LouisvilleArcade.com. And, and I don't want to mention the old URL because I think they're starting that's, to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, it's just LouisvilleArcade.com. If so. you still know the old one, it'll forward. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there you go. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's it, yeah, we should mention it. LouisvilleArcade.com. Yeah. That's it. So then right behind Corey's segment, we've got a couple more segments that came from the Nashville show, the Grand Old Game Room Expo that we're going to present to everybody. One is a set down that Whitney and I had with Mark, uh, the founder yeah. of Marco uh-huh. and his son, Paul, kind of an aside where we talked, uh, you know, a little bit more about Marco, a little bit, uh, inside baseball about the industry and being a part supplier and how, uh, everybody works together. The, the term that, that, um, I'm trying to think of the term that Paul came up with. It, it was, um, co-competition co something to that whereas basically hey look we're all in the same boat yeah but we're also competitors yeah, we're, we're, competitors. we're all working together that, that's right yeah we're, we're competitors but we're in the same industry so the health of the industry is dependent upon us all working together cooperatively mm-hmm. but competitively correct yes so we sit down, we talked with Mark and Paul, and then right behind that, we've got some from the show floor coverage out of the Marco booth where we just kind of had a, a literally a round table because we were around a round table. <laughs> and we talked to Kale, Rachel. Oh, and, you're so punny, Brent. <laughs> Kale and Rachel from Marco. And Ma- help me with Mike's last name. Help me do justice here. Mike. Vinnikauer. Vinnikauer from yeah. Stern. Yes. So that will... And I uh, hope I said that correctly. I, I think, but, I, think, but you I, got think it I did. Yeah. So then after that, then Whitney and I will be back to uh, destroy your eardrums and spend a little of my money and then just catch up with some some news in the in the industries. Yep, sounds good. Let's do it. All right, everybody, welcome back. We've got the esteemed Mr. Corey Stoop sitting here with us in the studio today. And it's a little bit of break from tradition because 
every year we talk about the Louisville Arcade Expo and all the goodness that is to be uh, associated with the show. But as you're getting ready to hear, uh, Mr. Stupp has taken over the reins from the Flights Brothers. And Jeremy and Matt are not with us today. And Corey's sitting in. And, and uh, it's going to be an interesting discussion around uh, around Louisville Arcade Expo this year. So, uh, Corey, uh, take it away, buddy. I want to say thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I'm excited no to talk worries. about Louisville Arcade Expo 2019. Well, yeah. as, soon, as soon as Jeremy and Matt had mentioned that they were, uh, is retirement the right word? <laughs> I think it's it's moving on. Moving on. It's, moving a, on. it's another okay. chapter and, and, yeah, in their, yeah, in their so, lives. So they waved goodbye instead of kicked it out of the car, That's right. right? That's right. So Fair as, soon enough. As, as soon as they mentioned that, we discovered, you know, and we've known Corey for years long, at this long point. Time. Oh yeah. yeah. Corey is very active, um, in the uh, pinball and the arcade scene. And he's, he's, you've had a lot. I feel like I'm talking about you like at a eulogy, Corey. It's okay. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> so Got to break the wall, Brent. Break the wall. <laughs> point being, when I heard it was Corey, I was like, oh man, I don't want him at my house. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> but here we are nonetheless, Whitney. <laughs> so they, they've moved on. Yeah. And, uh, you have, as Whitney said, you have assumed uh, the show yeah it it uh they they involved me uh that first year uh we all sat around and said jeremy came to me and said we got this idea to do the little arcade expo we think yeah. we're gonna bring arcades and pinballs and consoles what do you think and i said you guys are nuts there's <laughs> nobody's gonna show up it's gonna be <laughs> there's no audience for this you know we're gonna we're gonna it'll be a party you know yeah. it'll be fun but i don't think anybody's gonna come now that was 20 10? That was uh, 2011. It was okay. the first right. year. Yeah. Okay. So I thought it'll just be us hanging out at the Holiday Inn. And he said, well, you know what? If it is, it'll be a great time and yeah. we'll, we'll have fun and, and everybody will bring out their games. And then it was a huge success. Brought stuff and everybody had a good time. And uh, the next year, you know, I said, hey, you guys still interested in me coming in on the show? And they were like, mm, we don't need you now. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, But you've been involved. So I stayed, I, I stayed involved, yeah, as uh, just as a helper, as a planner. Last few years, I stayed at the info desk most of the show right. just to sort of help facilitate that end of it. So yes, the inside yes. house, you know, helped with some planning, but really it was it was Matt, Jeremy, and Joe. Yeah. So when they were talking about, you know, life moves on and, and time marches on and you, you you kind of decide you want a new chapter in your life, but you also have this thing that you've built that's really great yeah. and that people yeah. really, really enjoy. You know, they had talked to me over the years. I had kind of said, you know, you sure you don't want me to come in and, and, you know, maybe I could help with this or that. And it just, it just wasn't the right time. So basically and, they were stealing all the glory. Uh, that's right. All the, okay, yeah, I'm good. Okay. all the fun. Let's just, yeah. I, I can cut to it, Corey. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I under, I've met your, no, yeah, I, they, they wanted all the, uh. <laughs> Yeah, all the accolades that you yeah. get from, you know, running a show. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, I say that in jest, because yeah. we all know it is a ton of work. It's and, a lot, and, it, they, and they've put in the time, it, so no it, doubt about it's it. It's a lot of work. At, you know, yeah. I, it's kind of like being a, a wedding planner. You know, there's lots of people lot you, of, you have to rein in, lots of herding cats. Yeah, a lot of details. Yeah, and and a lot lots of, of emails, lots of follow-ups, lots of, you know. You know, they said, they said uh, it's now time to move on, but we don't want this thing to end. And people really, really enjoy it. It's it's important to Louisville. It's important to our um, arcade and pinball community here yes. in, in the town. Totally agree. And uh, you know, it's it's there are other shows. It, you know, the landscape is not what it used to be uh, when we started, but you know, it's still an important chapter. There's not much that's around our, our locale mm -hmm. uh, that 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 fits this. So they said, "Are you still interested?" 
And I said, I don't know. You know, I, I have two other jobs. I don't really need a third. Um, you know, uh, this is this is a lot to, to take on. But I sat and I talked to my, you know, talked to myself for a while and, and worked it out. And I thought, you know, we can we can make this work. I know how most of this stuff happens. Matt and Jeremy have been, you know, I'm an honorary flights. Um, I'm sorry. Not, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and they're not just throwing it at me, you know, yeah, they're, they're yeah. Uh, obviously helping with the transition and making sure that, you know, use this, this supplier for this product and follow up with this person. At the same time, you can bring in a new fresh perspective to some things and not to say anything they did wasn't good or bad. It's just you have a different mindset. Yeah. So in my previous life, I had been to a bunch of very high-end healthcare conferences and learned a lot about conferences in general, signage and just the professional polish that you have to do. And we don't have that kind of scale of money, of course, but I wanted to bring some of that kind of thing to what we do. I, you know, work in the info desk, you, you heard the questions, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the Facebook posts, you see the, the things that people, we know, we know how it works. Yeah. We know where everything is. We know yeah. where the bathroom are. You know, I mean, all those things, people the public, when they feel lost, you know, that, that really brings down the fun level. Yeah. So I really, I, I, I thought, okay, there's some things I could bring to this. A little different perspective, a it, little, it's just some yeah. life lessons that you've had. Right. It's just, it's just, a you diff- can apply and make it just that much better. That's yeah. right. Just a different way to sort of, to look at, but we still want to have the same flavor. So we're bringing back a lot of the same vendors. Some of the vendors we've had over the years, they up with us immediately after Did the they? show for oh, the next that's, year. That's really good to hear. Um, we've, we get a lot of positive. Uh, Louisville really supports our independent artists. I think some of the vendors we use have told me that we are by far their best show. Yeah. And they oh, do, that's good. you know, they do 10 shows a year. Yeah. Well, um, hit on the vendor for a minute, Corey, because I know in years gone past, the vendor side isn't parts. Yeah. You use the yeah. word artists there. Yeah. And that's, we, that's what you yeah, focus on. Yeah. yeah. Louisville, uh, Louisville Arcade Expo is not really a pinball or arcade collector show as far as the vendors con- are concerned. It's not our thing. It's there not are, a swap meet, is it's, it? It's not. It really yeah. isn't. Yeah. Um, it, it is families coming to the show, yeah. enjoying what an arcade was in the 80s and early 90s, or playing console games that they haven't seen in 20 years like they would have played in their living room. It is not a collection of people that are really into arcade or pinball to buy and sell parts. Our people, they would just buy that stuff online. Mm -hmm. Classically, when parts vendors have come to the show, they don't do very well. That being said, we really like to support a very wide range, especially of handmade items. People like sort of those kitschy things, those fun bracelets or pins or things they can wear that sort of express themselves. Right. All the artists. You've had some print art vendors there. It's it to me. I look at that as back to the family thing. It's a family show. It's an all ages show. It takes you the adults back in time. There are plenty of vendors to give them an opportunity to take a little memory home with them of the show of that time. That's right. That's and, right. And, and it and just it really hits home with a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. It might be some you know, small little Mario thing that's just, you know, a fun little magnet or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, the youth today has no idea what an arcade experience was like in the 80s. It was such a fundamental Those darn thing. Kids. <laughs> I know. No. It was such a fundamental thing for for me growing up personally. The arcade was was a destination. Yes. You know, you didn't go to the mall to go to the mall. You went to the mall because you went to the arcade. Yeah. Seeing kids walk into that room for the first time and their eyes like, oh my goodness. Yeah. All these machines, uh, just no concept of what 
we had as kids. I've talked about it on prior episodes. Actually, the last couple leading up to the holidays, Louisville Arcade Expo has brought the kids in my family a little taste of what we grew up with. It has actually brought to my to my niece i want to say rekindled but that's not the right word it has it it, deepened it has deepened her appreciation for our background and my niece in particular is all about retro gaming for christmas i set her up with a dreamcast a full dreamcast with two keyboards dreamcast is great and it's a great console control platform you would not believe how much fun they had several of her girlfriends came over that christmas that christmas night and they all sat in the basement and they were playing, you know, fighting games yeah, right. and having a ball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll echo the same. Corey, my daughter and uh, my nephew are at the expo every single year and they love to sit in on the podcast, but they love equally as much running around the expo floor playing all the games, going and playing pinball, sitting down and playing consoles and everything like that. I mean, it's something that they look forward to every single year because they they're together. It's something that they do that, that they do together. It's part of it's it's kind of a family event for them rolled into the family event for us. And I'll definitely agree with that. I mean, it, like what you're saying, Brent. I mean, it, it definitely it definitely pays something forward yeah. in a way that a swap meet would never cover. Yeah. Yeah. Cause swap meets are parts. This is an experience. Right. Yeah. We're, we're not a, we're not a collector's show. Yeah. Right. We, we appreciate our collectors bring out their games yeah. and to show and have everybody play their machines all weekend. It's really about sort of bringing that whole experience back and consoles too. Last year we had a whole row of uh, Oregon trails you know, set up on Apple IIs and several different platforms. That was very popular. Everybody remembers Oregon Trail mm-hmm. that played it back in school in an Apple II or printing out a sign with Print Shop, Yeah, you know, on a dot matrix oh, printer. Yeah. You know, I have that, a story. I, I just got over dysentery last week. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, every, and, and now like, there's every a... Every three months, I get it. I don't know why. Now there's an Oregon Trail handheld. There is so many good games to play. Graphics don't really matter. You know, you can you can go back to playing. You're talking about Dreamcast. Putting four people on Choo Choo Rocket is a blast to play. I just got him a copy of that. It, it's just, it's amazing. I thought it was just so interesting that, which you see a lot with, or here I am, kids today. Yeah. They're stuck in their tablet. They're stuck in their phone. If they're having any interaction, it's in text. They're not like we used to do. We'd yeah. sit down in front of a console, in front of a television, or we'd meet up at the arcade and we'd play alternating turns on something, Pac-Man yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what they were doing. And it wasn't as much about, to me personally, to get away from the topic here for a second, it wasn't as much about giving them something and sharing my past with them as much as it was seeing them interact more. Sure, sure. Yeah. Personally, having, having uh, Some of the most successful games we've had at the show is, you know, four-player, playing Gauntlet, playing four-player Turtles, mm-hmm. um, you know, four-player X-Men, six-player, you know, all those games that are multiplayer. There is a, even with playing Xbox online, you don't get the same experience that standing four wide playing games in an arcade. It's just not the same. Seeing all that behavior, seeing what people enjoy, having all a room full of pinball machines, that's not something that you see many places anymore. No. Most people walk in like, they still make pinball machines? People come for the consoles and arcades, and they, they get a new in, in, in interest in pinball. 
And uh, that's exciting. Me being a pinball person. He says that, but when he came into the, the illustrious studio here, the first thing Corey started looking at was, oh, you've got this video in it. There's this video. <laughs> yeah. And then he walked right past the pins. Yeah, well, I guess it's just, it's yeah. a case of what you see every yeah, day versus what you, you don't. Used to seeing yeah, what you yeah. get used to seeing. Yeah, what you get used to seeing. And then I, I appreciate uh, classic videos too. So yeah, <laughs> I was a big arcade person, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we all, we all start there. Yeah. So, so Corey, can you tell us a, a little bit about what folks that would be coming to the show, considering putting down for a day or weekend pass or whatever, uh, can you talk a little bit just about how the show is going to be structured? Because in prior years, talking with Jeremy and Matt, we would kind of do a once over as to the, the overall theme of the show. And I think you've, I think you've certainly hit on that from the family friendly aspect sure. of, of the discussion, but can you just kind of give us a, a I guess, an idea as, as to what, as to what Corey's version of the Louisville Arcade Expo is, is starting to shape up like? Sure, I'll do my best. Yeah. We're, we're still fleshing some of the stuff out. There's some last minute tweaks. Uh, we're now 41 days, I believe, away from So you've got a counter, right? Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, yes, stopwatch counter. counter. That's yeah. a good point. Actually, I was just bringing it up. As yeah. of this recording, yeah. we're 40-ish days away and yeah. it's actually going to be March 1st through the 3rd. March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. March 1, 2, 3 yeah. of so the year. We'll put out in January, in our January episode, coverage for the show. Sure. So that should give people plenty of time to come in or, you know, push you over the edge if you're considering it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this year we are doing a little bit more laid back. We're not doing a, a big special guest. We're doing some local people this year. We're bringing back two bands that we had last year, Straight Jacket, which was the 80s and 90s cover band that played last year. That was just sort of uh, an add-in for fun. The response we got from that was just huge. And they're local. Oh, that's awesome. Local. Well, I know one of the members, yeah. so it's shocking that the response was positive. So, okay. <laughs> uh, that, those guys did great. And I hope this gets back to and, you. Go ahead. Oh, it Poor will. Day. It will. <laughs> Last year, we had a large number of brand new Stern pinball machines yeah. in, in our main room. That was the first year for that. That's coming back again this year. The other pinball vendors are also coming. Yeah. Uh, American good. Pinball, Jersey Jack, they're coming as well. Oh, nice. This year, we're sort of moving towards the important consoles. So rather than having the museum, as we called it, which was... The one of, of everything. That's right. The one yeah. of everything, which was a lot of them were really neat. Yeah. But most people either couldn't figure out how to play them, didn't really... Could, couldn't interact with them as well as we would like. So rather than dedicate so much space to that, we're going to do a row of duck hunts. We're going to do a row of NES. All the stuff that was instrumental in changing console gaming. We're also now decided that historically we always did vintage consoles consoles or what we would consider vintage and that's that's changed it is in the, it, li in the life of the show that's right you know? that's right yeah, so yeah. moving forward this year the original xbox and the Wii are now considered vintage as far as we're concerned. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, wow. Yeah, and, for, and there, there's, a, there's, a, a, there's a ton of really good games. What was the original Xbox? Xbox was 2000, or sorry, 1990. So it didn't... It, it's at least 20. It's yeah. around 20. Uh, I can't remember the exact So game. it's yeah. roughly 20 We was 2003, I oh, want to say. Has it already been that? Yeah. So, you know, oh and, and the thing with Wii was we uh, really changed gaming at the at home yep. for that whole era. 2001, November 2001 so, on the Xbox. Okay, there you go. So yeah. we feel like that there is, and you know, we're not going to have huge display yet. We're just going to start introducing these. Wii was such a instrumental change in families. Oh. playing games together, bringing in the entire family to play Wii Bowling yeah. and Wii Sports and Mario Kart and all those titles where it's not just the heavy nerd playing
playing, uh, you know, Nintendo 64 with 007 Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not something that the whole family wants to play. I'm just so, wondering how many Wiimotes you're going to have tossed through the wall. Lots of, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're a little worried about Bunches. Wiimotes hitting the TVs. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, the Wii was 2006, November okay, 2006. Okay, 06. Still, yeah. I, yeah. I, st- I cannot believe it's. Yeah. Geez, so, you know, we're, we're in 19. You know, it, we historically, we kind of had a 20 year, quote, rule. Those two were so fundamental to vintage gaming that we want to sort of start Pivotal. moving that fan yeah, yes. and moving that up. So that's going to be uh, new this year. Real quick, Corey, I really like the idea of the the banks or whatever you want to term it of important consoles and games. Mm-hmm. And, and it was again not to not to cast you know aspersions on prior decisions. I liked seeing the museum, if you will. Yeah, but it's e- neat to see even. I, I grew up with Commodore VIC-20 with TI-99, mm-hmm. with Commodore 64. I was in that era, but I couldn't really, I couldn't sit down and easily interact with a I, lot of I was going to say, how, how approachable machines. are they today? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you may have topical or historical reference with them, but could you sit down and do everything that you did with them 20 years ago yeah. in the same way today? You know, so. So a little yeah, shift I get is, it. I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah, we're we're going to try it. We're going to try oh, yeah. it. Uh, like one cool. room will be NES. One room will be Sega Genesis. And really focusing on the titles that people recognize. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there, we, we love obscure stuff. We love the odd Japanese title that nobody's ever seen. Or there's, you know, six people that really, really love it. But that's not what people really want to play. You know, they want to play the stuff they remember. They want to yeah. play the stuff they were good at. They want to mm-hmm. play Sonic. They want to play, you know, they want to play Castlevania. They want to play... Duck Hunt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. having a row of Duck Hunts. Duck Hunt is one of our biggest tournaments every year. Year. We love the Duck Hunt tournament. So that's coming back this year. Absolutely. So tournaments, the, the tournament schedule this year, we're doing a lot of the fun tournaments that we have in the past that have been very successful. Continue to do the Duck Hunt tournament. We will have a Smash Brothers tournament. We, Are you going to do the projectors this year again? Projectors on the stage. The tournament area is staying on the stage uh, the entire time this year. Okay. Yeah, good. The stage was great to have multiple things going on simultaneously, all with projectors. We'll still do the Power Pad Olympics. We'll still do, of course, the costume contest not really tournament but continue with the kids and adults costume contest we're sticking with the tournaments that are have been successful in the past as well as you know kind of switching up every year we we try to do a 2600 tournament we try to do something on arcade we wait till the last minute to decide what that is we also don't want people to practice oh so yeah we don't we don't announce there's always a mystery title and uh, (laughs) uh, because otherwise it's not fun right this is about fun this really isn't like who's the best you know who can who can mac up on Atari Adventure? You know, yeah, it's going to be. Um, you have to throw a curveball in there. That's right. Just it, ha- to, it has to be. It has to be enjoyable. So, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yes, yeah. And yeah. Whitney no, and I are usually not usually we are we're engaged in our part, which is a very very minor in that we take up a bunch of space and make a lot of noise with the the <laughs> podcast. So we don't. At least Whitney, I don't know if you do. I don't check out the tournaments. So I wasn't even aware that one of the, the video tournaments was just like a, what, a random game. Where yeah. We're going to yeah. wander around and find something and this is what we're doing. We, yeah. we pick it beforehand, right? But, and it has to be something that's kind of tournament friendly yeah. uh, that can't take two hours to play. Right? Yeah. That's cool. But, yeah, yeah. And all uh, our just, tournaments... Just sit there and have fun. Our tournaments, yeah. uh, we, we make custom trophies for each one of our tournaments. The tournaments all cost only $2 to enter and all the money goes to charity. Absolutely. We don't take a single cent, a penny out of any of that. So hit on that real quick. What is happening this year? 
year? What charity? Yeah, we haven't actually chosen a charity. We usually wait till several weeks before. Unfortunately, sometimes there is a natural disaster that's in our area, and we like to focus on uh, you know helping people that are are nearby. Yeah, that can really use you know the assistance mm-hmm. and the money. But we've used Coast Air Children's Hospital in the past, and uh, you know so if there's no disaster, we then maybe what we continue to use, and we'll post that. You know, okay, through the cool. Charities. Yeah, this year we are not doing a food drive. All right. The food drive is very successful in turning out uh, food products. However, some of those charities, they'd really just rather have the money. Yeah. I understand why. Yeah. Right? They can't. Because uh, they can choose what they can choose where it would go. That's right. Where it would do the most good. They can yeah. buy giant vats full of peanut uh, butter. Tomato soup. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Tuna. Right? Yeah. And we've been very successful with that. But this year, we are not going to do a uh, food drive. So please do not bring canned goods to the show. The, the website will say that as well. Yeah. We are doing the raffle. We will have, uh, last year we were very successful with having multiple raffles, one on Friday, one on Saturday, where you must be present to win. Uh, we're going to do something similar this year where there's, uh, you sell raffle tickets for $2 a piece. I believe we're going to have multiple items and you you purchase a raffle ticket f- and put them in a box to decide mm-hmm. which items you want to I'll say in years gone by, I've seen consoles offered. I've seen... Yeah, we get, uh, some things are donated. Some things mm-hmm. the show purchases or yeah. donates. All funds that come to the raffle absolutely go 100%. We don't keep anything. Everything is donated. This year, some of the stuff we have so far, we have uh, Super NES Classic. We had oh, a, play- yeah. we had a yeah, PlayStation Classic, but I don't know if that one's going to be that popular. Yeah. That, that kind of tank. It's, it's, so. it's not really gotten the best reviews. No, at all. unfortunately. Yeah. You know, we were all excited about it because we snagged one you know, yeah. when it came out. But, I don't know, uh, man. Uh, Kotaku and yeah. others have just skewered that thing. Yeah, skewered so. it. Yeah. So I've said this in prior shows, our shows about shows that we've attended. Yeah. And historically, Arcade Expo, Louisville Arcade Expo, has been one of the better in this point, which is, and you've already mentioned addressing it, it, changing things up a little bit, signage. When you're talking about tournaments, we're just casually talking here. And if if anyone's trying to kind of keep track of this, I'm sure you'll have it on the website. Yeah, as soon as we have the actual schedule of events, which should be by the the 1st of February. Generally, we have 30 days out. Yeah. Uh, We have what's going to happen. Okay. And when, so people can plan. Things are happening a little late this year just because there's a transition in ownership. Unfortunately, you know, there's things that I don't realize I need to know until it's too late to know them. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you don't know what so, you don't know. That's right. Well, so. it, it'll, it'll only be this year, though. Yeah. I, I mean, it's yeah. one of those things that yeah. as long as you can just continue to drive over the speed bumps, then next year should be a lot smoother. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope so. And yeah. and where any, I, anytime you change stuff, too, right, there's, okay, there's a little bit of a, uh, of a curve. Yeah. Well, where I was going was check out the website, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's what, LouisvilleArcade.com? LouisvilleArcade.com. And, yeah. and on Facebook as well. Facebook, go to our Louisville Arcade expo facebook page yeah uh, we tend to do a lot of sort of announcey things there mm-hmm. and then the reference is the website and I, and I assume when you walk in the door look for signage look for the list of events because that's what brings people to the turn okay we're going to have this tournament on this day this is when the costume contest is yeah. this is where this is located there, we in the past we printed those uh, this year we're um, going to have digital signs so there'll be screens oh that's, that's cool show all yeah that yeah stuff. nice, yeah. nice, I, nice. I know there's always that you're looking through the doors and you're like look at all that craziness in there i want to yeah. go in there and you're already picking out games to play yeah sometime when you're making a restroom run check out everything else that's going on so you don't miss it yeah i know many times we sat at the booth working on something you know doing a show or whatever and we'll hear just cheers Mm -hmm. and it's one of the tournaments Mm -hmm. it's where okay you're doing a street fighter or whatever and hey, don't miss that stuff. Yeah, uh, the if you're if you're a uh, Smash Brothers fan, tournament fan, come play Smash Brothers. It's a lot of fun. I know we're not a professional Smash Brothers 
tournament, right? I get that there is a whole subgenre of that. that, that <laughs> it has its own scene. And I understand, yeah. right? That they're really, yeah. really into it. And we're, we're more for fun. So we may not play it on the console that people want to play it on or, you know, that we don't have the such and such mod and the whatever, you know, yeah. character thing. But it, it's more about fun. Same with the costume contests. Costume contests are always very popular. Last every year has gotten better and better and better. Yeah. Some of the costumes are unbelievable. And we yes. have we have people that dress up. Uh, we, yep. know we're, not a, we're not a cosplay show, but people do want to express themselves and, and uh, so people do dress up and, and come. Uh, oh, and yeah. some compete in the costume contests. Uh, and some just to do it, and, which is and cool. we have some good prizes that we give away for the costume contest. And the costume contest is always on Saturday and it'll continue to be. Yeah. As well. I do want to mention, you can buy tickets to the show in advance. Now through January 31st, we are offering a $5 off coupon if you use the website or Facebook yeah. uh, to buy a ticket. The show is March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, Friday the 1st from 2 to midnight, Saturday from 10 a.m. to midnight, and okay. Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. People or, always ask what the other Oh, oh is, yeah, yeah. And, and if you're bringing a game, fair. if you want to bring a game, the game needs to be there for the weekend. It can be for sale, but we do ask that the game remain in the show until the end of the show. Yeah. Each game that's brought, and I mentioned game, it's arcade or pinball machine only. We don't, we, the show supplies all consoles. We offer a free weekend pass for each game brought to the show yeah. for the weekend. If you're interested in bringing a game and you haven't brought a game before, if you brought a game before, I've contacted you already. <laughs> if you if you haven't brought a game... You haven't maybe, contacted me. Yeah, but, you know, we I, assume you're going to bring something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do the rogue thing, man. I just show up. That's fine, yeah. too. Yeah. That's fine, too. Uh, but we have an online registration system. So if you're interested in bringing a game, just contact us on Facebook or through the website, and uh, we'll get you hooked up with, yeah, with in, signing up, reg- registering yeah. your game. In, in all seriousness, if you are... I, I say that in that I tend to just kind of show up, but I've generally already mentioned what I'm bringing. It's known and it gets in the list. Idea being it helps you plan. Yeah, we need to plan for who's bringing what and uh, where everything needs to go, how the room is going to be arranged. Yes, And we do publish a list. We generally don't publish it. Uh, It's coming up real soon, probably here in a few days. We'll be publishing the initial list of games uh, on the website so people know what's being brought. And I'm using that registration data to obviously drive the list. So the sooner people can register, the better. We'll have to talk about that off mic because I've got a few in mind. We'll have to see what you want. Okay. So... You know, the, there's no bad game to be brought, right? Arcade. Apparently, you've never played Donkey Kong. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> you have to pick a fight in 2019. Good job. Oh, man. I, I, I was wondering how far how far down the, the calendar could we get, and, and we didn't get anywhere. So, I sent right, some Brent. Donkey Kong right. hatred here. Oh, my gosh. It's only my, fa- it's only my favorite game I of got all you. time. Okay. Yeah. I reached out like Hayocourt every yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, I just, and it's the one that Brent just absolutely despises. Do you see so. that knife in his rib? Yeah. Every once in a while, I like just to twist it. Just I like, it. I like it. I think last year, uh, the year before, we had three Donkey Kongs. Uh, yeah, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, a fun game. It's to some people. You know, three's not bad. Yeah. We like vector games. Yeah. Uh, you know, we like stuff that, that people don't see very often. You know, a row of brand new machines isn't that exciting. Having the whole, uh, complete, all the eras are great. We generally try for, I think, around 200 games, something like that. Mm-hmm. Is how many yeah, pieces th- that's, that's what I was going to ask. Just just around average size. Yeah, it's uh, about 200. Uh, yeah, okay, good deal. You know, and we have some, some of our local, I don't want to say sponsors, but some of our local establishments that bring multiple games out. Zanzibar brings out several games. Some years it's been 20. I have mm-hmm. no idea. You know, yeah. it, it, Bar in J-Town brings out a lot of games as well. Yeah. So we've got uh, a few local people that also bring a very large 
uh, number of games yeah. for everybody to play. It's fun to bring a game and watch people play it. It is. It, it, uh, yes. Yeah. You yeah. know, you watch somebody's little kid walk up and just yes. get super excited about some game. Yes. It, it's rewarding. Those of us that are collectors and, and have these games in our basements, that's all nice, but these games were meant to be played. Having them out in a location where somebody can enjoy them. We watch over your machines. Things do we break. We have security in the evening. Uh, we do. We do. We have security. You know, we, we don't stay open all night for a reason, you know, so that, that yeah. things can't get abused. We do our best to to make sure things are, you know, all taken care of. It's fun to watch other people play your stuff that's just sitting in your basement. You know, my own personal games, half of them I don't turn on in years. Because, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm guilty of that. Know, yeah. Just have it just to own it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> Same here. I get it. Well, Corey, we appreciate the time today and, and want to get you back to your day as well and be sensitive to schedule and everything. But You're kicking him out. It, well, you know, Brent, there's, there's got to be there's got to be a wrap. You know, every story has got the beginning, Corey, middle, Corey, buddy, and the this, end. Yeah. This is what it's we call spin. I, yes. I, you know, I appreciate you guys it, giving me the opportunity. People that listen to the show know the fallout here is I'm good cop, he's bad cop. Okay. So <laughs> just, it's just the way it goes. It, I, it's, it's an even number episode, odd number episode uh, thing. So we do a okay. yin and yang and flip it back and forth. And that okay. that's, you know, you got to try to keep it fresh but now Corey is there anything else that, that you want people to know about the show uh, uh, before March rolls around well, I'd love to have you guys come have Ooh, Broken Token come out really? and do a talk Brent we'll have to uh, rumble the buckets of uh, prior presentations and, and <laughs> see what we see what we got we, we, oh, we would love to have you guys speak no that would that be would fun be great. thank you oh thank yes you. absolutely we yes would be, we would be honored yes too. we would be honored to do that and on top of that we'll actually show up uh, that would be great yeah. well I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna put you down as our premier speakers so oh boy. you better show up now, oh boy now <laughs> that that's uh, I'm going to have our people send over to your people our list of requirements. Okay, your rider. Okay, my yeah. rider. Yes. yes, thank you. So yes. it is long, complex. Okay, and you'll have forgotten page one by the time you get to page twelve. Okay, yeah. we'll do Just our say, best. No, yeah. I tell you what, Corey. If I see a green M M&M and M anywhere in the green room, <laughs> I will go off. We'll do He's our out. We'll do our best. To okay, yeah, he, he rage quits and drives home. <laughs> you know, that's just how it goes. We would be honored, Corey. Yeah, Thank awesome. you. Awesome. I, we would love to speak. And yeah, we'd love to have you guys out for sure. We yeah. chatted a little bit before recording, and it sounds like we're going to have booth space again this year. Yep. Sure, we'll, we'll set everything up. We'll get all the uh, all the information out there. About our streaming because we'll yeah. stream the show again for you, awesome. yeah. Friday awesome. and Saturday evenings. We appreciate yeah. that a lot. Yeah. yeah well, well, thank you. I mean, it was always one of those scenarios where uh, Jeremy and Matt would always extend the offer. We appreciated, but did, certainly didn't want to make any assumption sure. on it. But thank you very much. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, pre- I appreciate giving the opportunity to talk today. Everybody, come out to Louisville Arcade Expo 2019, yeah. March first, second, and third. We'd love to have you out. <laughs> It'll it's a be lot a blast. of fun. If you haven't come before, come out and enjoy it. If you've come in the past, it'd be something new for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So looking so forward to it. We'll yeah. put all the links in our show notes. But again, it's facebook.com slash Louisville Arcade. Louisville Arcade. Mm-hmm. So facebook.com slash Louisville Arcade. Louisville Arcade.com. We'd love to have you like our page. I'm going to go out there and do that right now. Yeah, you make, like their make, page? Yeah, well, we'd... I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to verify. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's that whole phrase, Corey, trust, I, but verify. I've liked it for years. Yeah. I don't know what Whitney that. does. I don't know how he lives his life. <laughs> but I've liked it for a long time as well. <laughs> Thank you so much, Corey. We appreciate the time. We're looking forward to the show. Thank you yeah, very thanks, much. Corey. Thanks, 
we are at the 2018 uh, Grand Ole Gamer Expo. We have found a nice, quiet room to uh, sequester uh, the infamous Mark from Marco. And, well, we uh, actually it, were, this, we were it, lying in wait, and yes. then when he wandered by, pounced yeah, like a lion. Pounced. I was, yeah, I was ambushed. Yes, yes, they, and we, we we hopped on him like a like a hungry lion. So yeah. he, he was like, "Oh, I get to take a little break. I'm going to wander away for a few <laughs> minutes." Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but no, no. Then, then these guys show up and they want to talk. Yeah, it's like, aren't they talked out? Well. Unfortunately, no, we're not. But okay. this, is, this is a good opportunity, uh, Mark, I think, to get to get one-on-one and just uh, chat for a little bit about uh, the show circuit and, and Marco's involvement. I mean, you guys have had a, a fantastic 10 here with Stern. And uh, what's, your, uh, what's your take on the show? I mean, I know that this is a relatively newer show on the circuit, but I'm kind of curious as to how you see it. Yeah, it's a small but growing show. Yeah. And it's uh, an important market, and the people are super, super friendly. Yes. And uh, that goes a long way towards growing a show. Yeah. And uh, Dave does a great job, and the local vendors do a great job. And there'll be more of them next year. Yeah. I, Dave takes it to heart. I'll, I'll say yeah, that. It yeah. seems like he pours everything he's got into the show. And yeah. it's got a good feel. It's, it's got a good kind of yeah. homespun yeah. feel to it. I like it. Yeah. I want to see more people contribute to his efforts. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, build the community, local yeah. community. Yeah. That's what makes all the big shows big is the volunteers. Yes. We were, we were just talking about that. Paul just walked in. Yeah. Hey, Paul. <laughs> and uh, we, we really like want to see, vol- awesome. see the volunteer uh, volunteer uh, cadre grow how many shows right now are is marco doing uh, a year if you were to approximate it uh, more than one, less than thirty. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's a good canned answer. I, I like him because he yeah. answers questions like I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, I'm running for office. Yeah, yeah exactly. this is my attorney. Yeah. <laughs> this does feel kind of deposition like, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. You used to work for the IRS, did you? No, no but no. they made me swear on a pinball machine before I came in here. So, <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but to answer your question, I think we did about. We've had years where we've done up to like 12 or 13 shows. We try to keep it down to seven or eight. We try to have a presence at all, at least through sponsorship or at least get somebody that's in the inner circle to be there so we get kind of the beat of what's going on because we find that you know, we, people call us all day long, but everybody calls with problems. They don't call you to tell you how great things are. So if we really make sure that everyone inside gets out to the shows, they realize that, no, actually, most people do like what we're doing. Not everything's broken and lost in the mail. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I to- totally agreed. I mean, I, looking at your booth, it seems like you all have got uh, the booth execution almost down to an art because you're bringing parts, you're bringing scaffolding, you're bringing lighting, you're bringing pinball machines. It, it, it's got a very trademarked look at this point in time, and it's very identifiable. So uh, it, it's it's neat to see. Is the business good at the shows, or are you seeing it more so you're, you're here for for support of the of the industry and i i guess maybe yes is a good answer to both but i'm just kind of curious as to how much quote-unquote business actually gets done at the shows well financially it's a completely stupid endeavor um <laughs> I, I love their their honesty i mean and no this is this, great this is what it's about it's it, it, anybody who's been in any business class or mba school and knows so all the tla three-letter <laughs> acronyms and roi says for what you're spending and how much time this thing is costing 
asking you, you're absolutely insane to be doing this, which is pinball in a nutshell. So that's why we do it. Billionaire, we we do love the hobby. Start building pinball machines. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's the quickest way to go broke, isn't it? Yes. So the goal is to break even. (laughs) Um, We sometimes do, we sometimes don't. But the long term ROI is incredible because um, we're building the industry. It's 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 a religious endeavor. It's really faith based, where we say we're trusting that everything we put in the show, we're going to eventually see dividends on whether it's uh, because the more that we quickly realized, you know, we had a pretty dominant space in the industry. We made a very conscious decision to not use the traditional capitalism style, go after your competitors and try to take market share. It's much easier and much more rewarding to just grow the market instead. And then, um, because in this little industry, everyone, there's no such thing as a competitor. It's it's competition, right? So everyone buys parts from everybody. Um, You know, there's some folks that are friendlier than others, but at the end of the day, we're all in together. So, and by taking that high road there too, we've, we found the community has been rewarding us by supporting us back and then a lot of other magical things happen where people will help us out at the shows and at the end of the day if we attacked it as a business uh, project it would be it, it's exhausting, right? And, this, and, it, and the, the showrunners would also stop doing it. Yeah, if they attack work, the, uh, no showrunner makes money no, doing yeah, this either. Yeah, yeah the, the, the entire industry makes no financial sense yet. It's more than doubled or tripled since we started doing this 15 years ago. So something's working. Um, everyone's still eating and everyone's still having fun, and it's growing. So we figured everything we do is to get people excited, to grow the show, to throw a good party. Because at the end of the day, we're working on the weekends. We want to have fun too. Because <laughs> I was starting to get the big changing point. Is, you know, I got on a show circuit years ago through mostly cons- conscription. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And, and so I was Are like, we going to discuss child labor laws again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that yeah, what's again, up? yes. Um, yeah, I'm going to have a lot, a lot of phone calls with an agent's waiting in the business. His contacted me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, Thanksgiving uh, must be awesome at your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, why are you making me do this? <laughs> so, so you made a conversation like we better be having fun at this. So let's hang up some lights and bring more games out to the shows and quit, you know, hauling a bunch of little parts around. Because at the end of the day, people always ask people for stuff we didn't have anyway. <laughs> Oh, let's pack up the whole warehouse and bring it out. Wait a second. Oh. That doesn't work. Yeah, well, well, you're right. I have noticed that shift in, in booths a, several years ago, like at Southern Fried Game Room Expo. Yeah. You had a lot of parts. I thought, okay, well, that's awesome for someone that may have a breakdown. But a lot of the pin people, they carry their a lot of consumables, and it's a lot for you all to do. Yeah. Now you've got this booth. Not that it wasn't inviting to begin with, but with the lighting and yeah. the, uh, the framework and everything, yeah. it's like this really inviting space. You can go play some games, yeah. come hang out at the Marco booth, yeah. talk to everybody, yeah. filter in and out. Yeah, we're trying to, you know, we recognize we have a position of influence. We want everybody to copy us. We want everybody to be influenced because what, what we've seen happen in some shows is people end up working on their games all weekend. Don't do that. Come out and play, right? So, yeah, something's going to break. If you can't fix it right away, just put it aside because you can easily get caught up working all weekend and not having fun, which kind of long-term is going to burn you out, and we don't want people to burn out. We want people to come out to the shows and have a great time. And, just and yeah, if things going to break, it's fine. We'll deal with it on Monday, <laughs> you know, because this is, this is playtime. Um, and so that's how we make it sustainable. And that's the only reason that otherwise our staff would rebel and no way would come out to the shows and then not be doing it all. <laughs> well, I, it, you mentioned it, you mentioned it being sustainable. And I think that's one of the interesting points that I've noticed over the past couple of years is that you're right. I'll circle back around an earlier statement you made around the competition. It, it, exactly. <laughs> uh, one, yeah. One, one of the one of the interesting See things. This little device. It yeah. records. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Now we but, can edit hey, that I, out. But I, no, I hear your attorney is. 
sounds awesome from yeah. your father. Yeah. So that's uh, it may yeah. not be admissible. Yeah, it's it's funny. One of the old sayings that I've heard is uh, write it, regret it, say it, forget it. So I think we just exercised that, didn't we? Uh, no, one of the interesting things about this industry is that um, it thrives on the fact that everybody partners together. And if competition were any tighter or everybody was going at it from just a pure business standpoint, this, this industry would likely implode upon itself and then nobody would have anything. So it's sized at the point where everybody helps it grow and it doesn't it doesn't suffer because of that so well and that's if you you have to be a student of history if you look back at the last collapse in the 90s is that there's a toxic competitive culture that ultimately did in the gaming industry um, back in the 90s and we started to see signs of that rearing again and we fought a lot of battles behind the scenes that we're not going to talk about but in the end of the day it's the people that rise above and bring everybody together because that's what this and she is in a nutshell. That's what makes pinball special is we might as well model everything else after that too because that's the magic. That's why does pinball keep coming back? It's a it's a hundred year old technology. It's you know completely antiquated by every sense of the word, and yet every other form of thing is come and gone. And here we are today having this conversation still. So what's that magic? And it's the people aspect, and that's really we just doubled down on that. And it's a huge gamble, but it's paying off now. So pin pinball is now fitting in very neatly into social gaming, real live social gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, market as the market industry yeah. is starting to blossom and yeah. that's very exciting for the everybody in the industry because we can support that and sell more machines and get more people playing with each yeah. other yeah. Uh, yeah that's what we're seeing and, and the shows were a big part of it we uh my i think i'm we've become very successful at turning collectors into operators into, yeah. which is a great thing if a guy's got 50 games at home i said what are you doing <laughs> You know, take ten of your ten games that you hate and put them out for yeah. the public to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, and and, and uh, I three people today. And actually, you know, take the opportunities like and yeah. and this is where Mark and I might defer, but I. I I've been saying the term operator is dead. Uh, there's yeah, no such thing as operators anymore. It's like it's when pinball people become community leaders, right? They're going right. and they're sharing. It's an interesting, right. interesting uh, aspect on right. it. Right. So because there's not, you can't operate pinball profitably. That's a myth. Um, <laughs> but what you can do, no, seriously, and everyone knows the best performing pinball machine today makes you know two, three hundred dollars a week. That's the best performing pinball machine in 1990 made two or three hundred dollars a week. Inflation adjusted. So, <laughs> so so the best pinball machine is the one that's turned off. Is that what you're saying? Exactly, because yeah. it's not getting beat the up. One so, part, the one you part out. Yeah. But, uh, so pinball is only this, profitable. This is taking a hard turn, Whitney. I noticed that. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll tell you what. I love the brutal honesty, though. That's what we're after. No, but what makes pinball profitable is the people and the experiences around it. So you put a pinball in a bar, and all of a sudden you just sold $1,000 worth of beer that night. right? Or you have the social capital of your friends having a good time, whether it's a less pro- you know, cash-oriented position. And the tournament thing. Right, and, and tournaments and those aspects. So it's the people around pinball on those experiences and those economies that have kept this industry afloat. The coin box itself is almost irrelevant. The only thing that drives it now is it keeps the style of gameplay short and sweet and that there is a, a, a cost to playing a game, which means there's stakes, right? Pinball has stakes to it, right? And there's risk and reward. And that's the part of that magic there, too. So taking that those ideas and scaling those out, that's what's keeping pinball going. Instead of being... So a lot of people get razor-focused on just the cash box, right? And then it's got to be a dollar play, and that's that. And, and then this game's already get rid of it. And they don't look at, wait, people come out to see this thing, and people are bringing their friends over, and they're staying, and they're hanging out in the bar for an extra three hours because of this game. And so that's where the barcade guys had the aha moment. It's like, oh, wait a second. So if the bar maintains those machines and puts those front and center, because they understand the bars, the pinball machine is like the band, right? It, this has except to be enough work, to... Except the pinballs work seven days a week. Exactly. And no union. <laughs> oh, they're essentially the best unpaid labor 
flavor you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they have about the same temperament in some bands sometimes. So. <laughs> and, and, and likely, likely Brent and I as well. You know, I mean, oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I am not above just hopping on that floor and throwing a tantrum. You know, when when it's called for. You know, you don't know how many times he's had to talk me down off the ledge. Exactly. He's he's the rock here. Let's just exactly. be honest. He's solid. Yeah. They are designed Dynamic to be beat on by drunks and bars. So yeah. you're, they, 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 they can take too, it. Yeah. They can take a licking and keep on ticking. Keep on flipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Paul, I've seen that in venues in, in our hometown where where a game will go in and then it uh, a sub community will suddenly start yeah. to grow around it. Absolutely. And it is just it is wild to actually watch that happen. Yeah. You you've heard we've heard about it in mm-hmm. other in other locations. But it is just the neatest thing to see mm-hmm. that happen and to see the, the individuals that, that are satellite friends to those initial people yep. then come in and the demo the demographic is Absolutely across the board. Yep. There mm-hmm. is no one demographic mm-hmm. pocket that fits the players. Right. It is amazing what the games appeal to. Speaking of demographics, we are uh, we are tasked ourselves with doubling everyone's income by bringing in a certain demographic and focusing on it that has been ignored ever since pinball began they're called women and we're going to attempt to throw the largest women's tournament in atlanta at southern pride this year and hopefully that'll get replicated over again we've got very talented women on staff we've got the amazing rachel and the amazing antoinette which everybody who who everyone knows everyone knows just from a few shows yeah and uh, they are going to be the uh, you know the, the ambassadors yeah. for this for these uh, among many other women who do this. So, so basically, you're bringing more people to the hobby that are much better at pinball than Whitney and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we we realize like people go where women are, and so, <laughs> imagine no, that yeah, men go where women are, and people are yeah. men are people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some sometimes but, yeah, I okay. use people loosely. Yeah. yeah. So and you know, that pivoting back to like pinball itself is empowered people and so if you like let women feel empowered in pinball and give them the tool to be let them throw the party right you know and, and women do love pinball absolutely i mean they just love it if they're exposed to it right. but it's, the, it's intricate but it's also it's got depth to it and you can learn it and you can understand it and it um but it's not intimidating because a lot of and, and um, a lot of game designers game, and, we, and we've seen everything we've had the fortune of getting to know these people that are billions of games once you know the people making the games then you understand a lot more about the games themselves and you get a lot of folks that are making games and and I'm not going to you can always tell when a designer who's out and connected with the world is making a game versus a designer who's holed up in a room and not talking to the people that makes a game. And then think about all the designers you know, and then think about how you know them socially, and then just think about how their games reflect upon that. And that's a good way. And then look at all the most well-known designers, and th- those characteristics always come out in their games of how they're personally hanging out. Um, so we, you know, we've had the good fortune of getting become friends with a lot of these people and socializing with them, and now you can see all these patterns of how they interact with people and how their games promote interaction with people and community and those kinds of things. So it's very interesting. Well, it's funny because uh, if I think about my own personal experience, the whole reason why I bought my first pinball machine was because of my wife. Uh, I mean, I was I was so heavily same story. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. And And, I'm not alone. Gary says if Mama don't want a pinball machine, you're not getting a pinball machine. That's exactly right. But if Mama wants a pinball machine, then three of them will show up. That's and that's exactly right. And that's that's how I got started because I was deep into the arcade side of it. My wife said, "Listen, I." 
This is all fun and we'll games. Exactly. Both of our collections. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Both of our collections have really shifted. Shifted. And uh, it's we've seen that we've seen that trend at all the shows too, where the ratio of video to pinballs kind of. Moving pinballish. Oh, there is no doubt about it. Yep. If I look at the future of my own collection, mm-hmm. the the arcade games, as much as I love them and as much as I was well, reared on them, it shrinks. Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it shrinks to a few titles or some titles that mean a lot to me, and then I'm blowing out my room as much as I possibly can with what and, and pinball. The mar- and the market was telling us the same thing, which is why we consciously avoided going into the video game support business. Uh, no, we were in video when, games for a little while. Yeah. And, and, and then realize, hey, these things are not increasing in value. They don't have a great deal of uh, sophistication other than a, a board, a monitor, and a power supply. Right. Yeah. Uh, and software eventually uh, deteriorates long term. So it's yeah. And pinball always appreciates its. Uh, and the it's ball not is, the, yeah, the ball is is wild, as they say. It's infinitely random. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, and then the games will live on yeah. forever yeah. because of that. Right. Uh, there's there's no repeatability to it. Every time you step up and every time you credit up, you've got a different game on your hands with potentially different outcomes and everything like that. Yeah, you listen to the world's greatest uh, tournament players say. You know, sometimes you get up there, you'll kill it. You'll play for two hours on one ball and uh, the second ball looks like you never played pinball before in your life <laughs> that, that means they look like yeah, me yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, pinball is contextual too like where is the game what state of mind are you in who are you with um, why are you there in the first place and then what's your goals and a lot of times you'll be on a date with a girl right you want to try to show a pinball machine or you're with your buddies and you want to show them this new game so you're in different mindsets all the time versus a video game is it's much more fixed right so you can win a video game right you can finish it you, you've seen everything there is nothing else to do after a certain play point than two and a half minutes, right. exactly. <laughs> yeah, which is the design spec on a pinball machine. Yeah, you, know? you want to have a stake at two and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So I tell you what, let's circle back to the the you you and I market spoke a little bit about a tournament coming up, a women's tournament that yeah, I think is that you're trying to promote. Yeah. Can we touch on that for a minute? We'll get okay. In here on that too. Well. Yeah. We were actually going to wander back out into the game room, and we were going to catch Rachel and Kale and speak to a few other people, so we'll get them. So she's the best... Obvi- the yeah, best person to talk to. She's supposed to be pulling that together along with the Bells and Chimes community, which you, you know about. Uh, West Coast is strong on that stuff. East Coast is a little bit of action going on there. We're going to try to pull them all together in Atlanta. Okay. And maybe get a couple hundred women there in the tournament. Would sounds be nice. good. Yeah. That sounds good. Well, listen, guys, thank you all for your time. Yeah, Brent, let's, let's go catch them and uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah get, get, get consensus on the tournament scene. Uh, hopefully women listen to this. We have a very diversified listener base. So, no, thank you all for your time. Certainly do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. We are show floor live at the 2018 Grand Ole Game Room Expo. I don't know how much, how much background noise is coming through. I'm betting it's a lot, but you know, the great thing about it is, is it's, it's the mark of fun is what it is. But Brent, who are we here with today, man? A few individuals that I don't want to be caught in an alley with. We, well, introduce yourself, Kale. Go ahead. All right. I am uh, Kale Hernandez with Marco Specialties. I'm Mike Vinegar from Stern Pinball. And I thought we were going to get Antoinette, but she just ran off. Yeah, and you, you, she's busy. Antoinette. Exactly. <laughs> with, she's with Marco. Yeah. No no last name, just Antoinette. Just, well, just that's perfect. That's, Done. That's per- Done. Exactly. So we're dead in the middle of the Marco booth, and you can hear around us. We've got an ACDC going. We've got several Deadpools. We've got a Star Wars. And, I mean, it's just it's just the hopping center of the game room. We thought we'd check in with these guys. I mean, how's the afternoon going? Oh, absolutely incredible. Uh, luckily, it's uh, 
So it's Sunday, so it's a little bit slower. Get gives us time to kind of like uh, tidy things up before the show's your, over. Your voice is like ours; it's getting a little weaker. It is getting weaker. Yeah, I was I was booming on Friday. You started to lose it on Saturday, and now it's, it's going to be completely gone by the t- by the yeah. time the night rolls I around. I started losing mine yesterday, and I it's only it's half gone now. As is my energy level because I'm exhausted. Yeah. But it's been a fun weekend. Now, I haven't seen Antoinette slow down. She's been running around here playing pinball. She's been uh, posing for uh, pictures. Right. Uh, she's had her new powder-coated legs put on one of the oh, Deadpools out here. Oh, aren't they? <laughs> so, a- guys. so Antoinette, tell us what you do for Marco. Uh, so, I uh, work in uh, promotions. I, uh, I come out here to the shows. I... Um, Entertain the masses. There you go. Hey, entertain the masses. That's something exactly. that we are not able to do. I no, mean, we're no, right. so right. awesome. That's awesome. I've tried in the past. I can't. I can't pull it off like she can. <laughs> it's been great. I mean, we've had a wonderful time out here. We've spent a lot of time in the Marco booth. I know Stern. You're all here for support. All the games been running well for you. Yeah, yeah. Everything's been running really well. I think my biggest issue I had to do was I had to adjust like one switch. So it's been a yeah. pretty painless show. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's that's a good thing to hear. I know we talked a little bit about what you're here to do during the panel session that we had Saturday. And I know I'll speak from experience. I had a rough time with Ghostbusters. I took it out of the box. Whitney, I'm going to put words in your mouth. We we both had a rough time with Ghostbusters. And I had to do some disassembly and some some correct make some corrective measures. And what I have seen in Stern's out of the box since then, I've been able to be present for several Deadpool's to come out, Iron Maidens, Guardians. I have not seen any of that. I mean, there's been an incidental here and there. It's a machine, but. it has just been phenomenal. It's, it, I haven't seen any play fields up. Yeah, like we never want to hear stories of people that have to intervene with a brand new machine. So we always strive to do better. So I, this is, these shows are a good learning experience for us because I see how they hold up like from right out of the box through like super heavy play for an entire weekend. And then I learn like what can we do in manufacturing to make it better? Like did I have to fix something when I unboxed it? You know, And then how can we avoid that in the future? Kale, t- tell us a little bit about Marco's work directly with Stern, because what you're doing here, in my mind, this is just an unbelievable step. Stern is here. You're listening. You're taking that back. That's cool to know based on Absolutely. some of my, even my personal experience that, hey, they're listening to what's going on. Right, right, right. This this is the next step after, you know, putting the game in a bar for, for a week and seeing how it plays. It is. There's nothing better than setting up a machine, getting heavy plays for three days to really see how the machine's going to act. And that's also another great thing about the uh, the demo program with the buying these machines at the shows. You know, you're getting a machine that's truly, truly tested and double tested, sometimes triple tested. So, oh, go ahead, Wayne. No, no, I, I was just kind of curious. I mean. The, the the rolling booth here uh, with, with Marco and Stern, it's like a miniaturized version of the Marco website that stood up. You know, I mean, we've got the scaffolding, you've got the black lighting, you've got uh, you've got the, the tents and everything like that. What is, uh, just in generalization, what is business like here for you guys at the shows? I mean, are you moving whole pinball machines? Are you selling a lot of parts, a lot of clothing and everything like that? I mean, is is it good business or is it just is, is just kind of coming out to the show or is it both? Uh, oh, no, it's, it's a good business. We sell the merch keeps us going. 
from show to show, merch sales. And then what's really funny is we've done this for so long, we know what to bring to each show. Yeah, that, that good yeah. good call. I was kind of curious about right, that too. Right. So we know, like today, I learned I need I could have sold four times as much Playfield glass. So I need to bring that next time. You know, in some some shows, you sell more T-shirts. So you know this. Uh, oh, and we always sell a ton of Novus. Uh, light bulbs, flipper rebuild kits, rubber kits. The only thing I know that we need to bring more glass. We need to bring more glass. It, bring that's, more glass. Yeah. It's one of those things that I wouldn't have immediately thought would be, uh, I guess, portable from show to show know, like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, hazardous as it is. Right, right. No, I mean, a lot of people buy like 10 sheets at a time. Yeah. 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 So. so I'm sorry, I was actually trying to round up something else for another conversation I'd hope to have. You all actually brought glass to sell, like like Playfield glass. Playfield glass, yeah. right. God, they sold it all, too. Kind this of surprises me. Show would be a good place to do that because you don't have to worry about shipping, not only the cost, but the right. breakage. Yep. And then you can slide it on your game, and then you're done with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's a glass at shows before, too, for the very reason, as I save on the shipping. Yeah. And they usually have a really good price to buy them at shows. Yeah. I'm kind of curious, does, does Marco see a huge demand? Man for like the Invisiglass and the in the in the in the low contrast, you know, a high visibility glass. Do you guys sell a lot of that as well? Oh, oh absolutely, yeah, yeah. From we don't bring it to shows, but from the warehouse we ship it. Yeah, yeah. yeah people, yeah, and people really dig it. And what's good, we didn't get a chance to do it this time, but usually we like to bring at least one piece. So people can see the difference. They really, it's it's that's a hard sale on a website. Yes. Uh, so when people can see it side by side with a standard piece of glass, that's what really sells it. Yeah. And that was such a popular item. Like that's included on our LEs now. Yeah, uh, we put the Invisiglass, well, our version of the Invisiglass on there. Yeah, that's like standard now on every LE machine we make. It started with, it's either Iron Maiden or Deadpool. I forgot which one we started it on, but it's very recent. Batman has it too, or the Batman we brought to Midwest did. I don't know if you guys are putting them in we, there. I don't know that we shipped it with that. Okay. Maybe, maybe the, it has the, the SLE maybe, but, but we brought some sheets out to the Midwest one. To that's show what it off. was, yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean I've I've seen the the side by side comparisons in person. It's it's pretty amazing. But you're right. It, it's a hard sale unless you're right there at it and can see it yeah. and say side by side. Oh, that's what my money is buying me. Yeah. So do you have Invisiglass on any of your games, Whitney? I've got a couple of sheets of it. Yes. Okay. And that surprises me only in that you don't have it on all of your games. Yeah, I, I just I just haven't had time yet, Whitney, Brent. Time. time. You have my card. Just give me a call. Man. Yeah, let me tell you, we're going to be talking. <laughs> How about that? Whitney is what I like to call all in. When he finds something like that that he likes, it goes across the board. Oh, and, and, I, and I have no problem because I am a I'm a person who appreciates value. And when I find value, I go all in on value. There you go. I, I tend to tune a little bit more. It, it, will I put it on this game or that game? And I kind of split Whitney, no. Whitney, no, not, not me. Wall to wall. Wall to wall. Okay. It's like if I've got 11 games and I like that Invisiglass, I buy 10 more sheets oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. You can build a shower door with it. Yeah. The only now, problem is you can see all the way yeah, through it. Listen, that's the problem. As often has happened this weekend, that was another turn that I didn't expect to be taken. <laughs> When we do the, when Jack Danger comes out and streams our games from our factory, we always put the Invisiglass on the stream games. It made a big difference in the clarity of uh, of, of his video image for what he's showing the playfield. Yeah, I mean, I can see where that I can see where that 
and like the Penn Stadium lighting are two things that just make the streamers life and, and actually in, 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 a, in, in another way kind of selling the game as it's being streamed make that completely possible so yeah I see those as two huge things so true yes yeah. absolutely yeah, I have them on a few games in my office too and I always got to watch up because people keep swiping it off my games from my office yeah. wouldn't it be nice to have that kind of problem oh, yeah, that's a good problem to have so hey, let me ask you real quick. Whitney and I talk about a lot about code, and it seems as if Stern is really kind of catching up. It, in my opinion, we've got an IT background, and it seemed like to us as if the hardware was outnumbering the software. There was more games out there, and there was a hole being dug, in my opinion, trying to catch up. Looks like that shifted a little bit. We're seeing a lot of code releases coming out here. This year we made a very serious effort. We've also staffed up considerably. So our programming department doubled in size basically in the last year, which has helped us catch up you know, with that backlog of code. Like we, we, we stand by every game we make and you know, we, I don't think there's one that we can ever say we've abandoned, but this year we, we really put forth a lot of resources to try to get that backlog caught up. And then moving forward, we've gotten way better at like, when we ship a game, it's only a couple months before you're at 1.0. And one of the things I've noticed as well is the games that I've seen hit the floors, Iron Maiden, Deadpool, was really surprising to me how much was already there yes. how much was already going on yeah. with the display how much that already integrated into the game yeah the display adding that display added a considerable amount of work to what we do so the development cycle of the game grew because the amount of work now grew on top of making a pinball machine it's also like making a partial video game in a way well you went from just having to design dots to basically having to shoot a television show or full anim animation, or yeah. animate full a cartoon or with a full user interface that we didn't have before. Before you had your score, then you had some display effects, and now we've got a whole UI that has to get designed uniquely for every single game. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've noticed that change, and it's—I uh, mean, it's obviously for the better. Yeah, so I'm yeah, glad I would to agree. hear. I wasn't sure what the background was with that, and it's it's awesome to hear that you know the development staff is you all ramped it up as opposed to locking them deeper in a room yeah. and leaving them with their laptops and asking them to yeah. code. Yeah, everybody has always worked really really hard, and now with more people, it makes it easier to get it done in time. But it's still a you know a monumental amount of work for everybody. So it's always a juggling act between you know. The new, you know, we gotta support. We have to make new products and support the old ones. So it's a balancing act of like we've got a, a factory to feed that needs new, new food, you know, at regular intervals, and we've got to catch up on the stuff that's current that's already out there. So it's always a juggling act of resources. So let me ask the important resource question yeah. that. I know we all want the answer to. Did you find time this weekend to get some good albums? Oh yeah, you guys, you listeners at home can't see, but I have a box that they might ding me for being too heavy that I'm actually carrying on the plane. I went a little crazy and bought more than I realized. But, no, that never happens. But you know what? This is my last show of this year, so I figured why not go out with a bag. <laughs> you actually stopped. It was it. Yeah, Re third and uh, Third Man Records was one of my stops, and that Jack White from the White Stripes. Jack White, I'm yeah. sorry. He, uh, he has a record label called Third Man, and, and they also have the store, and they sell all their releases there, and they got cool things to look at. They do tours of their little studio, but I didn't get there in time to do the tour. I missed it by about a half an hour. But it was a neat little shop. 
So, Kale, have you made it out? Have you done anything outside of the expo here? Oh, yeah. The coolest thing I did, I went to a, a local restaurant called Manel's. We had a big community breakfast, and it was pretty wild walking in there with Antoinette and her trihawk. We got some uh, some weird looks. It, is that was, what you call that, a trihawk? So, so it actually has a name, yes. a trihawk. Yes. 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 Okay. Not, not one hawk, not two, three. But trihawk. Yeah. Trihawk. How many people stopped there and asked her if they could take a picture? Oh, at, at least 20. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they had to take pictures with everybody. There were people stopped and asked. Yeah. We want to make a shirt with like the FAQ. Yes. It takes four hours. I sleep on my side. Yes, you can take a picture with me. Yes, it's hairspray. Yeah. Yeah. So really, seriously, it's four hours. It's hairspray, and she does have to sleep on her side. Yes. And and it's called a trial. And, and she she does it all completely herself. She has to wear a respirator when she does it, and eye protection. And my, my respect level just went up about eighteen points. Man. So That's Rachel crazy. just joined us from Marco. And obviously, we were talking about Antoinette's hair. I, I okay. Don't those questions anywhere. I, I get them. <laughs> I bet you do. I go to shows that she can't make. And I still get asked questions about her hair, and she's not even there. So that happened when we were in Portland. I actually the the first show she did with us when I got back to the office on that Monday. The first call I had this morning, that girl that was with y'all, is that her hair? Yeah. And that's all they wanted to know. They didn't so, want any parts. I, they didn't I want had, to order anything. They just wanted to yeah. know about the hair. I had turned my head. Did you all actually explain for listeners exactly what her hair looks like? I'm sure there's pictures on Marco's page, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're everywhere. On, on any social media, you can search for Antoinette Johnson. But, but basically, she has, it's not a mohawk, it's a trihawk. So it's three mohawks kind of side by side in the... Outer two are fan out, sort of like a butterfly almost, and she's got them painted with a hair product. Apparently, it's called Cryolan, which is not the same as Krylon, which I thought she was telling me she was using Krylon, and I kept asking her like, "How are you going to get that out?" That's like a spray. That's like spraying your hair with Rust Oleum, you know? Yeah. But it's it's a brand. It's a product. Yeah, that's made for hair. Like if she hits hits you with it, you'll feel it. It's like a wall. In the morning, yeah. In the morning, she'll get up and like touch it up for like five minutes with a hair dryer and some hairspray. And uh, I mean, I've I've often wondered. It's like, is it is it like a skull cap? Is it is something that? She does like on a stand and then lowers it on, but it's like if that's actual hair, that's, that's impressive. Real hair, right. And Absolutely it, real. And, and it takes five minutes or so to touch touch it up. I'm much more heart maintenance than that. That's all I can say. It's her superpower. It's her superpower. It's definitely your superpower. Well, Arthur Pitt is amazing, and her photographs are amazing. I know yeah. she does a lot of promo stuff with Marco. When I first saw a picture of her, you mentioned, Rachel, that you could find her out on all the social. That's where I had seen, I think, in a pinball group on Facebook. Yeah, probably. But she's also a really good player. In the, uh, in, in the main tournament yesterday, she was sitting in first place for a while. She's not just... You know, she does stuff too. She doesn't just do her hair. Well, she recently learned how to powder coat, and she made some amazing-looking pinball powder-coated legs that she's got over there on the Deadpool machine. You took pictures of those in some video earlier, Rachel. Did you put those up? Yeah, those are on our social media. I think it's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I wanted to ask you, Rachel. Mark was telling us about a woman's tournament that you were thinking about, working on, or going to do in Atlanta? We're, we're going to do a women's tournament in Atlanta. If, if you're following women's pinball generally, you'll notice that the Northwest 
Seattle, Portland, that whole area, and, and San Francisco, kind of the, the west and the northwest are really strong for women's pinball. It's starting to grow over there where you've got bells and chimes leagues that are 50 women strong. And the southeast is kind of the last you know, it's moving diagonally across the country, but we're really trying to get promote women's pinball in the southeast as well. So we want to put on a big tournament at the Atlanta show at Southern Fried. So we'll have a big women's tournament there. It, the details have yet to be ironed out, but be looking for one. There's going to be one. Well, I know the Atlanta Excellent. guys, they do a, a really good job of getting the show information out there. So I'm sure as soon as that's ironed out, not and Marco as well, I'm sure I'm assuming it'll be out on your all social media. So just keep an eye out. Yes, yes. We will definitely be posting. Keep an eye out. I tell you what, guys, I think we're going to go play some games. Anything else come to mind before we let you go? Nothing I can think of, but thanks for having us on your show. Oh, thank you. We, we really appreciate it. Tell you one thing, keep an eye out for Antoinette in a uh, short that's coming out soon called The Pinball Club. We'll uh, tell you more about that later. You know, I, I, I saw I, the picture I on Facebook. I the promotional. It, yeah, and it yes. looks like a take on The Breakfast Club. That That's how I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, I, that's actually going to be, quote unquote, a thing, right? It is a thing. Oh, nice. I'm not nice. sure I'm angsty enough to be, you know, have maybe been on the picture side of that, but I think I could enjoy it. Oh, yeah, n- oh, most yeah. definitely. I'm Ali Sheedy. I am nothing but angsty. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing but angst, yeah. Listen, everybody, thank you all very much. We appreciate it. All righty. Man, Whitney, episode 77 has been just star-studded. You know, it's not just been us. Star-studded, yeah. Yeah. We've had all kinds of guest stars on this episode. Yeah, you're right. And it's interesting because we tend to run hot and cold on that. We'll go go kind of like in in peaks and valleys. And Mm -hmm. then when we hit it, I mean, we're doing good. I mean, that's we just heard from folks from Stern, heard heard from folks from Marco, heard from Corey Stoop from Louisville Arcade Expo. And then Brent... There's us. I don't want people to think I'm making a big deal of Corey's last name. I've just pronounced it incorrectly for a long time. Me too. Me too. And, and that's, I want to do him justice, of oh, yeah, course. Exactly. And yeah. I, I, I know that I will, as I often do, return to my evil, evil ways. <laughs> So, no, it's it's all uh, it's all good, man. We we've got it. We got him taken care of. I, I'm glad he mentioned it because yeah. I he, he was he's obviously cool about it. But you know, pronouncing the man's name incorrectly, yeah, I pay, get pay the man some respect I and get, say it right. You I know? get yeah. Griffin all the time. Yeah, and yes. I'm and I'm just hey, it's Griffith. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. So yeah. Anyway, anyway, that that's kind of a little a little bit more inside baseball behind the curtains on <laughs> while we're while we're mentioning his last day. But you know, Whitney, I say guest stars. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, yeah, I used to watch. You know, you'd see Knight Rider, oh, or yeah. 18, and it would eighteen, the eighteen, yeah. and it would say guest star, yeah, Bob Smith. Uh-huh. And you're you when you think star, you're thinking like in the case of a team, you're thinking Mr. T. You're thinking. I don't know who Bob Smith is. Why is he a star? Yeah. I don't know. I just always thought, I understand it yeah. as an adult now yeah, yeah. because they were actors of the time and they were, I, I don't they, know. They I, weren't in the normal rotation. Just one of those interesting things from a child's perspective. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. that uh, I always thought was kind of kind of interesting. Well, but. when I'd see it like on the Dukes of Hazard and stuff, or Knight Rider, I, mm-hmm. I would always think it's like, wow, this this person must be like really oh, big, yeah. <laughs> really big. This is, I, I wonder who this person is. Yeah, it's like I think I'm getting an, an extra special treat tonight because they have a guest star. You know, and, so and then yes. when when the episode plays and there's one or two new people that that have to come into the storyline, you're yeah. like, well, I don't know who Bill Smith was. I but. have no idea who Bill Smith was. He he, he could have been the lady washing dishes. I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, I do not know. Uh, okay, Whitney. Well, let's spend a little of my money this uh, this month. And you know, the first thing that we've got here is something that I saw. I don't know how it crossed my uh, my desk, my news feeds. I'm not sure exactly where it popped up because honestly, I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit here this month I've been a little disconnected. I mentioned that in the in the first segment, but when this came in, I instantly knew what it was, mm-hmm. and I, I was kind of surprised. Not only that it was available, but also with the price, because yeah. this isn't very this isn't very expensive. No, this uh, I, I'm actually a little disappointed because it doesn't cause your wallet the amount of pain that I am used to inflicting upon it. So I was really kind of hoping they would step up the game and it would be like I don't know forty seven dollars, sixty three dollars, but instead it's, it's 20, twenty bucks. So what this is. It, I'm going to admit Whitney too. I'm I'm not on board with the full name, so I'm not going to give the full name. You'll find it, but it's the CPS two Infinikey. Okay, kind of like Infinity Key, the Infinikey. Yeah, yeah. And what this, that's all you really have to know to find yeah. it. Yeah. What, what this does is, if you've got a CPS two board, all right. So th- there's a lot of games that fall into this the CPS two category. Uh, there's, I think, like um, there's some Marvel versus Capcom, a lot of fighter type games. There are whole collector communities that collect these CPS oh, yes. games. Yes, okay? yes, there are. And, and what what the what the genesis of these were back in the game was this was a a a transformable game system. You had an A board, which was your basic motherboard with a your jam a connector, and you had these cartridges that were the same footprint as the a board and they're the cartridges are called the b boards and each of the b boards were various games that you would plug into the a board join them Mm -hmm. you could change the header change the artwork around the bezel and it was a new game okay it was it was pretty successful for what it was in the time that it was yeah there's a lot of games that's on this platform and again like i said there's whole communities within our community that specialize in collecting cps games now where they have problem these are they're made by this is a system made by capcom the problem is is that there's a battery on the game boards, on the B boards, on the carts if you will that keep a little bit of memory alive and that memory plays into decrypting the game ROMs. It's kind of like a security feature. Mm-hmm. So if you uh, uh, basically, if you get to a point where you're starting to tamper with the board and you, you know, you separate the peanut butter from the jelly, then you lose that bit of code <laughs> and it knows it and it knows it. Yep. And then it renders the, the, the board useless. Yeah. The secondary problem with that. 20, 25 years removed as those batteries fail. Mm-hmm. Now, shows gone by, we've talked about a website called the the Dead Battery Society, mm-hmm. and it covers a lot 
of information on CPS boards and other technologies in arcade boards that did something similar, where they had a battery that would keep something alive, a bit of code, a bit of whatever, that should it fail, the board is rendered useless. It would discuss you know, the various hardware platforms, uh, how to, in most cases, how to change the batteries on a specific platform so that you could extend the life of the board mm-hmm. and gave you alternatives depending on the platform as to how to revive a dead board. Yeah. So, some, once they were dead, they were dead. Some had some options. Yeah. In the CPS2 world, you could do a battery swap. And then there was also a thing that people just generically called phoenixing, which is, and I'm, I think it was just an individual Whitney, much smarter than I, and I'm going to go on a limb and say the the two of us, honestly, who had figured out how to decrypt the wrongs. Oh yeah, that's I mean that's that's a commitment of time. Oh, that, yeah, I, that yeah. I'm not oh, willing yeah. to put in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know if I've got. I, I don't even think I have the brain power to do something like that, even if I had the time. He, uh, I say he. Mm-hmm. I'll just say he generically. I, this person, I, I've never used the surface. Uh, would make the ROMs available to a few trusted people who would, for a fee air quotes, Phoenix, your board, which is he, the, the, the service person He'd would rebirth it, <laughs> would rebirth it with yeah. these, uh, this unencrypted ROM set. Yeah. And, uh, the, the reason that it was a trusted group of people was, is there was, uh, I believe royalties that were paid back for the work, which makes total sense. You know, yeah. you couldn't just go download these ROMs and do it yourself. Yeah. The, the gentleman or lady or whoever put in the work, I totally understand it. Yeah, and respect it. I totally yeah. respect it because, again, that's that's a level of commitment that I mean, I, I don't have any like nostalgia for the platform, and I just, yeah, I, I just wouldn't wouldn't be going down this road. But it's it's cool that this solution has popped up. So this thing, this Infinikey for the CPS two, it will revive a dead board. Or if you want to go ahead and uh, take a preemptive strike, if you will, you could use this little little dongle, if you will, to go ahead and eliminate the need for that battery. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. keep your board alive. And I'm looking here just to give you a little bit more information. Right from it, it, right now, as far as I know, it's only sold by Paradise Arcade. Again, it's twenty bucks. As of this recording, it's currently out. Uh, it's currently out of stock. Uh, I'm sure once it hit, it was probably snapped up like gangbusters. Oh, yeah. and I'm sure that uh, more are on the way because there are tons of these boards out there. And it says how it works. You see, after exposing the PCB and removing the battery, exposing because the the it's actually what I mentioned a cart. That's the. It looks like a big cartridge. Mm-hmm. The the B board is actually in a big plastic housing, so you got to take some screws off and just yeah. open the thing up. Yeah. There's no real magic to it. So, uh, and I'm sure that's what they're referring to. After exposing the PCB and removing the battery on your CPS2 system, uh, uh, view the ROM, uh, and you can view the ROM chips, and it tells you look at where the large. Pro, uh, I thought it actually told you. This seems like more of an. an uh, blah, 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 blah. this seems like more of oh. an of an installation instruction it, that it I'm is. reading. Yeah, it yeah. looks it looks like you you have to look at how your ROMs are labeled and then cross reference it to a PDF that tells you what jumpers to jump on the on the Infinikey yep. board. Oh, to, to so that you can set it up for your yeah, exactly. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Here's what I, here's this is what I meant to read. Infinikey is a complete battery replacement solution. If you have a CPS two system, then you probably know about the dreaded battery. 
suicide problem. I, I put the, I didn't read ahead, Whitney. I put the emphasis on the wrong place. That's okay. The dreaded battery, uh, yeah. suicide problem. Yeah. That is plagued just to keep CPS. going. That's yeah. The main I should thing. just read normal. CPS uh, has plagued many CPS boards with uh, acid and silicone death for decades. Uh, but, but, but this is a crafty solution that allows you to completely circumvent the issue and keep your CPS two alive for mi- for many years of nostalgic gaming. And then here's a cool thing too. It's also great for tor- tournament organizers. Yeah, that's a good point because uh, you start getting into kind of like the the Donkey Kong kerfuffle from years ago. Yeah, you get into people wanting to play the pure game versus the Phoenix air quote modified, mm-hmm. and you know there's the argument to be made that it's the same and there's argument to be made that no it's not no, because it's not. you've changed it that's exactly right it may play the same it may look the same it may even feel the same but it's not the same so you know, I, and I, maybe i read somewhere when i first saw the announcement basically what this is doing as i understand is it's injecting in the code that would normally be injected in by the 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 ram that's kept alive by the battery that is going to eventually fail yeah. that's what that's what it is yeah okay 20 bucks and it works as I understand it on any of the CPS2 boards. And just from what you were explaining, Whitney, with a little, okay, I need this jumper, I need to cut this trace and basically code the board, yeah, the little Infinity key to your, to your particular ROM to, package. Yep. Yep. So, yep. No, man, that's, that, that's a win. That, I'm telling you, that, that's some of the best 20, that's some of the best value you'll get for $20 all day long. See, I've got to solve that problem. I do have a couple CPS. <sighs> maybe like a Marvel versus Capcom or something children of the Adam. I've got a couple boards in there that have been in the game room, but it's been a long time because I don't have a jamming cab anymore. Yeah. And part of me is like, I should sell these, but part of me, the other part of me is like, I don't want to spend the time to sell them right because I I just don't have the the time to replace the battery. Cause if I'm going to sell them to somebody who wants to play them, I don't want to sell them. Something that could fail. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so they just sat there. Yeah. And that's that's not good for them either, you know? So this, well, I, I guess the I, I guess the net net of this is, is, you know, you can spend 20 or 40 bucks on those and then get them to a point where that actually becomes a selling point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I can move them on down the line to somebody that's going to enjoy them as opposed to them just sitting in there on the shelf. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, yeah, if, you, if you're a, a, a CPS2 fan or a budding CPS2 fan – check out the infinity key and like i said right now as far as i know it's just at paradise arcade shop yeah yeah, we'll have a link to it in the show notes yep we will it's probably one of those things that i'm saying that i would suspect to be an exclusive for uh for some time but we'll we'll see how it goes well brent the, the next thing is um or the next item in the list is the potential for reproduction mad planets or mach 3 joystick grommets i know we've mentioned this on the show before i bring this up again simply because this is a new interest thread over on Clove. Um, we'll have the link in the show notes. The first interest thread started in late 2017. Uh, it actually got enough people. It took about a year, but it got enough people to commit to uh, getting the grommets done. But then the person that was going to manufacture the grommets uh, kind of went MIA. And uh, no one has uh, no one's been able to convince that person to return to completing the work or, or finishing the project. So it, so it begins again, unfortunately. So that was late 2017. Here, here we are early 2019. Uh, hopefully at some point um, these grommets 
comets can be reproduced because uh i mean i know i would want one for my mad planets because even though mine's in decent shape um i'd, I'd put a reproduction in and then uh seal up the original and, and keep it in a, a shelf or a box or something just in case it was ever needed because uh the, the reproductions are almost always made um with newer materials and they, they just seem to be a bit more robust than the original rubber that was used for the for the um, well i guess the original so to speak so so that grommet we'll only goes only works in those two, those two games who made Mach three uh that was got leave as well I oh thought. okay i thought let me i think i'm gonna have to go i i feel the need to validate my state Mach three was that was a laser disc game right uh yes okay maybe hold, hold on so i'm when i think of mad planets i i think of that gorf bally midway style um yeah, it, stick it, deal? it was. Yeah, it was Gottlieb. Okay. I just, I just kind of, it, it's like, I knew that, but was I sure of yeah. it? And it's like, <laughs> I think I'm sure of it. And then I, I look mean, it I up sh- and it's like, yeah, I was sure of I'm it. I'm sure I've got on both shoes. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> I think I do. One foot doesn't feel colder than the other, I think. But let me look. Let me let me check just to See, make sure. Like I said, I, I think of the, well, there's two of them right there. The, you know, the Tron, yeah. Gorf, Satan's Hollow type yep. configuration in Valley mm-hmm. Midway. Yep. Because under the control panel, that's all the same setup. It's all the same setup, yeah. And, uh, I don't know if that grommet is also used in other games from Bally Midway. N- n- nonetheless, that's been out there for a while. Yeah. And, and it would stand to reason, yes, one, that it's different because yeah. it's a different, different manufacturer. manufacturer. Yeah, definitely. Even though it looks similar above the control panel. Yeah. And, and two, that they would own. They would only use it in you know the games where they use that particular control. That, so. Where they use that control, so it seems like a Mike's arcade or something would be able to walk, step in, and and make put, that happen. Make that happen. Put and, some weight behind it. And make it happen. Yeah, yeah I, I hope so. I, we're we're at the beginning stages of this again. Fast forward almost a year and a half, and and it's you know. The, the three finger uh, reboot um, reboot key you know key combination here so we'll, we'll just see we'll see what happens mm-hmm. but if you are interested please go to the thread that we've got listed in the show notes and uh, make a post and, and commit to commit to getting in on that and then Brent the next one uh, or the last one here uh, before we get into some uh, news and stuff is uh, something that I am personally uh, fairly excited about is the potential for uh, reproduction radar scope. Uh, this is Nintendo radar scope, bezel, marquee, and CPO all done as one set. And so this is uh, being, I, I think, evaluated uh, to be done by Phoenix Arcade. So, you know, the quality is going to be there, It'd be silk screen and everything just. Um, uh, just like the in just the quality that you would expect from Phoenix Arcade, and so we'll see what we get, and uh, hopefully that does uh, hopefully that that does come to fruition. But again, is, no no price has been set on this. This is only register your interest in case you would be uh, you would be uh, you know an interested party in. D- this. Does Radar Scope have side art? Uh, the cockpit does. The upright. I've never let's put it this way. I've never seen an upright with artwork installed, but I believe there was artwork available for it. But I've never seen it installed okay. on one. Yeah, I I'm even thinking back to like the old okay, well we've got all these radar sco- radar scope stateside. We've missed the window. Here's Donkey Kong. We're going to that's the a la the red Donkey Kongs. Yeah, exactly. And you know, Donkey Kong had side art. Oh yeah. So did they remove it or was it an overlay like I know Bally Midway did with uh, Domino Man? Yeah. 
or did it just not have side I, art? You know, I, I think that a lot of them probably went without side art or never had side art installed. But I, I, I swear that I have seen side art for radar scope, upright radar scope somewhere, um, whether it was on cloth or in a flyer or something. But I, I just I, I have. But um, I'd have to go put my hands on it or search it out in order to see it. So, so. what's the speaker grill dealy? Uh, it's a how many slot for on a red cabinet? One, two, uh, five, sl- five slot uh, would be the original radar scope cabinets that okay. were converted to Donkey Kong. So you can tell if a cabinet uh, was an original radar scope because it will have the five slot speaker panel. There are some red cabinets that that have seven slot speaker panels, but those were never radar scopes and were um, were essentially late late run cabinets for Donkey Kong before they switched over to the blue cabinets. Okay, we've we've still got some red laminate. We're going to use it, it pretty much. I, Which I, I, I understand. Do, I, I do yeah. believe. Yeah, I do believe. You know, I had to laugh, and, and I should take a picture of this uh, and post it. Uh, I know I've seen many games, many arcade games and, and pinballs where like on an arcade game, especially you lay a game back in the bottom panel was the side panel off of the my, prior game. My, my mappy is like that. Oh, that's if, right. If, if I kick my mappy down on its back, the bottom panel came from Star Fox. Okay. And so yep. it was Star Fox. Was it Star, Star Fox or Solar Fox? Solar Fox. Solar Thank Fox. you. Solar yeah. Fox. Yes. And when I said, I, I want to correct a statement. I said never a few, just a, a couple of sentences back. Let, let's say that never's the wrong word to use. I'll say, because I'm not going to say that one didn't come out of the factory uh, as a radar scope <laughs> with a seven slot speaker panel, but historically, that's the accepted. Historically, that's the accepted demarcation is that when the, the radar scope runs, were done those cabinets were done as five slot speaker panel cabinets what was originally intended for donkey kong was the seven slot cabinet but that was on the blue so, cabinets but you know maybe there was some bleed over in so, production somewhere or they could have had a row of a dozen or two dozen yeah five slots that never had anything in them and they went out originally as donkey kong. it's very true yeah. but like my donkey kong my red donkey kong at home is a seven slot cabinet and it is. It was not radar scope. It is TKG three, which was always Donkey Kong. So somewhere in the middle, or where the facts actually mm-hmm. lie, you know, is because no, none of us know what actually happened on the production floor. You know, we're. I'm just saying that anecdotally, based upon research well, and what well, all I know kinds of stuff happens. Yeah. And and they're gonna. They, they weren't building for the long haul. They yeah. were building for the now. Yep. And it was where I the the comment on the artwork on the bottom of cabinets inside of the episode one that I've harped on so much the, the past couple of months, there's some cross bracing in the cabinet and it's obvious that it was something else. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, got yeah, artwork yeah. on it yeah, yeah. that I, I, I can't see enough of it to know what it was. I need, I need it next time I have it up and I feel like standing on my head, mm-hmm. I'll take a picture because the way it's angled. Yeah. Uh, I'll I need take that a, by tomorrow, by the yeah, way. I'll take a picture of it <laughs> yeah. and I'll have to post it and say, do you know what this is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, but anyway, Britt, that's uh so, so that's that. I mean, that's the, that's the spend the money. So, Dude, you you got off easy this this month. I mean, it's really bad. only a confirmed twenty dollars spin. The rest of it could never even so, happen. Something, so we'll something see. that I could actually use, and a couple of Nintendo things that I'm like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> twist the knife even more. Twist the knife even more. Okay, dude. Um, well, we're at that point in the show, Brent, where we're going to talk a, a little bit about some news, and uh, I will say straight up. 
Um, feedback is light this month, not because it was light coming in, but it was because Whitney was light on his time. Okay. So I've actually got a fair amount of email that I, that I just did not get through because some of it was, and I absolutely love this. Some of it was detailed and long and I love to read it and I love to respond to it, but I want to do it justice before I put it on the show. Okay. So I just don't want to copy paste and then kind of do it off the cuff. So I'll capture all of that, uh, next, uh, next month. And Brent, some of it was even from our international audience as well. One gentleman hailing from Australia. It, pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty oh, amazing. Wow. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, just some solid, solid feedback. So, uh, so we will get to that and I will do a better job on that next month. But, uh, but Brent, we can't talk about news of, of the month or news of the holiday season and, and especially, uh, pinball news without talking or without glossing over or talking about monsters. I mean, that was the big reveal that candidates came out over the past what the, the two, big unkept weeks. secret, it, probably one of the worst kept secrets yeah. in pinball. Uh, was the reveal on monsters? So I think it gets said every release. <laughs> it, well, it's anymore. I, I guess it's it worse, is. But you know what? You got to hand it to Stern because man, they churn it out and they always look good. I mean, dude, here here's the thing: monsters is not a instant theme for me okay it's 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 not but when i saw the play field and i t- looked at the high risk pictures of the play field and everything that's going on there and then i saw the premium that's done in the black and white treatment yeah yes. oh man the, I, the I, side I'm, art oh, oh yes i oh, really like yes. that you and i, I both love commented that. About that oh i love that and i want to play that game so bad now and and it's got me it's got me kind of wringing my hands because it's like something that I was not that excited about I've become like really excited about so I'm I'm looking forward to putting my hands on monsters so for sure he, here's the deal I haven't looked at the play field at all oh dude I, it I've looks seen wonderful I've seen the pictures that buy in the various forums which yes. is the there's a picture of like the center the middle of the lower portion of the main play field where, yeah. where it kind of shows the 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 uh what do you want to call it the so you can see into the lower place yeah exactly yeah it, it's the plexiglass yeah, or what, yeah. The, the name the window yeah it's, where you can, yeah so the, i've seen that yeah. by and i've seen uh kind of the framing of the sculpt for herman mm-hmm. and uh, just you know from the hip it does he he looks a little bit more frankenstein-y which i know it's a it's a the monsters their shtick is kind of like they're poking the, fun at yeah. all the classic the, universal monsters. They're almost who you think they should be, but yes. they're not. Yes. So the sculpt looked a little more Frankenstein-y than it did Herman. Yeah. Uh, but okay. I, honestly, I haven't studied it. Yeah. And, but I've, I've mentioned this on the show before. Whenever I see those high-res pictures, yeah. whether it's the generated ones or actual pictures of the play field, uh-huh. I... I my brain can't figure it out. To me, it just looks like blah. Well, I can't get the depth. Yeah. And the, so I, I just, I just didn't. Yeah. It, well, I, just, I, I get that. I mean, the high risk pictures always look, they, they look too good. Okay. Yes. But that's okay. I, I mean, I, it, it gives me something to pour over and to study until I can actually go and play one. But I, I, I have got to hand it to CERN. I mean, they, they took something that I was, just very passable on and now did you ever watch the monsters oh yeah i loved it yep. absolutely loved that show loved it but i just didn't know 
I, I just didn't, I wasn't in the, the camp that this is the right theme at, at this point in time. It's like, would you it, want like a promise or something? <laughs> Well, that notwithstanding, but, but I was, yeah, I was just curious. It's like, why monsters? Why now? It, it, I, I just didn't get, I just didn't get the, the time because, because of the relevance. Yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. like, uh, something that, that is, you know, Deadpool very yeah. relevant because of all the Marvel stuff and the Deadpool movies yeah, yeah, and, yeah. uh, other titles that are, have always remained relevant because they're in, you know, pop culture lexicon. Yeah. Oh yeah. The monsters is. Yeah, you know, you're you're not going into Walmart and you're not I don't think that is there Munsters Funko Pops. <laughs> and if they I'd are, they're not they're not all over Walmart like the Marvel ones are. Exactly. The, you know, it's the yeah, it just seemed Five kind of, Nights at Freddy ones are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just seemed like a, a bit of an odd choice now. But hey, that that's okay. It it works. They they know their business and they they're, they're going to make it work and um in true fashion, they they've pulled off something that looks good. So well, you know, good. I've got to give them credit for that. I, man. I, I do want to see they pull one. it off and it looks good. I do want to see one in per- person Me and, and I'm sure I will being that, um, uh, you know, all the new titles end up coming through coming through rec bar. Rec bar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm sure I'll see one here real soon. Yeah. You know, they've actually got a primus up there on the floor. Yeah. Fair they do. Oh, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I've, I played it. I mean, it's, We've already talked. We we've yeah. we've we've worn that yeah, one yeah, out. We, we've I mean, the, we've beat that. Horse. It's just it's yeah. Ronelli with Primus soundtrack and it's in green. Yes, you know exactly. It is what it is. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, fair enough. So well, I, I, I'm sure I'll see one. We'll see one here real soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, give it a good thrashing. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of eyeing it because it's like oh, and that that would go good against Ghostbusters in 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 that certain treatment with mm-hmm. the with the white, the black and white, and every it it, it just that, it that, looks cool. That was. Um, given that the stern side art cabinet art uh-huh. tends to be so vivid, yes, and such, and th- I don't, I, I, we've got our bones to pick with stern yeah. at times, and at maybe, times, but yeah. we also understand their business and they got to do what they got to do. They got to do. They got to do. They got payroll. They got to meet. But so the, don't take this as a negative. Yeah, actually, it's a positive. Yeah, the gut punch of color that just pops it's just like wow look I mean, like, at that i mean like deadpool is a perfect example yes. of that gut punch of color i mean it it just literally like whoa you yeah. know you look at it and it's like wow look at me yeah and, and it's there's detail in it and then you th- that black and white art package that was a risk yeah but, but it's gonna work it worked it worked it worked and, well. and when you look at the play field that's all black and white except for just a few choice things that are color on that premium play field and the rest of that play field's black and white it's like ah winner <laughs> yes winner 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 chicken dinner right there so yeah, that's uh, that, that's I, pretty sweet. I can't imagine that there won't be monsters all over Louisville Arcade Expo. I'm hoping I, so, I have, buddy. I have already seen the thing from Marco. So if you're coming into Louisville, where uh, they've put out on their Facebook, oh page, yeah, that's right, they did. I saw you know, that. Get in touch with us about um, not demo game. That's the wrong word. There. Oh, it might have been demo. They, they phrased it as demo. Did game. they? Okay. Yes, they did. So, so basically, they have a program where they work with Stern, and you can buy a game at a reduced cost. Yeah. It comes in new in box. They open the box up. They set it up in the Stern booth. It gets played for the weekend, and uh, then you take it home. Yeah. And it, it, it's full warranty and all that kind of fun stuff. So if anything happens to it, 
it, it's it's covered. You're yeah. not if, if something off the wall oddball happens, a flipper spring breaks or stuff happens. Stuff happens. You know, yeah. you're not stuck with it. Yeah. You know, it you will get a a, a functioning a correctly functioning yeah. game, yeah, yeah. you know, so don't worry about that. Uh, I've seen Marco do this through several shows and everyone's delighted for, for, for this kind of a deal. So yeah, if you're coming to Louisville and you're interested in a game and it doesn't have to be monsters, it, as far as I know, it's anything that they can still get anything that's still oh, yeah. on the line. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, premium pro LE doesn't matter. Doesn't if matter. they can get it, they can get you this discounted rate on it, but it, it it's used at the show when the show's over you take your game home. That's right. That's, That's it. it. That's it. So. Yeah, it works out well. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping Munsters uh, is there, and I'm sure it will be. I'm hoping it's there and, so that I can uh, log some time on it and see what I think about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's cool. So, Brent, before we uh, before we close out the show, I uh, did have a new iTunes review, and I did want to make note of that. Uh, that was uh, fairly easy for me to fairly easy and quick for me to pull up, and it, it is it is a, a very great review, and it's by listener Trevor Schaefer. And Trevor said he titles this "Awesome Podcast for Arcade Enthusiasts." And Trevor goes on to say, he goes, "As I'm fairly new to the hobby, I've listened to several podcasts to assist in my endeavor." This one is by far my favorite. There's a segment on the show that requires some discipline on my part. <laughs> well, Trevor, it, it, we, we yeah, failed it you because it was only twenty dollars, yeah. and it is for us as well. Uh, requires some discipline on my part. It, to not- unless Whitney finds Nintendo stuff that I'm really honestly clear because I don't yeah, care. Yeah, and then I just wind up spending my own money, and that's how it goes. Uh, requires some discipline on my part to not go and spend all my money, even though my dog will soon have a new collar. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, I managed to stay strong. Keep up the great work, guys. So, Trevor, thank you for that. Uh, Really appreciate the review. And I I mean, it's been nice, Brent, because we've had quite a few iTunes reviews come in over the past, what, two to three months. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's worked out well. And like I and like I say, I I don't mean to be light on it this month because it was not light on the receiving end again. Uh, feedback is light on on me, so that's it's it's my it's my lack of uh, lack of time running up here to the end because we had to organize our recording this this month around uh, Mr. Corey Stoop and uh, to make sure that we got him taken care of yep. for Louisville Arcade Expo. He's, so, he's very very busy because the yeah, show is fast show. upon us. So so his schedule kind of dictated ours, and I just didn't have all the time that I would have liked to have had. So we'll we'll catch that back up, and for all the outstanding emails. Uh, you will get a response here within the next week or so, I promise. So, anyway, Brent, with that. So, well, two things real quick. One, yeah, okay, for uh, Whitney, it if you don't mind, from uh, he mentioned the dog collar, do you mind grabbing from last month's show notes and sticking the link into that Etsy shop? Yes. Uh, so that I'm if anyone that, that didn't that listen right last month or doesn't have the show notes, if they wanted to check it out. And again, it's a friend of mine. I'm not going to mention her name on the air in case that's something she doesn't want, but. Uh, she has an Etsy shop that, that she does bookmarks, uh, lanyards, dog collars, cat collars, leash, many, many things with, uh, fabric and textiles. Okay. And it's all in our genre. It's all uh, geekery, if you will. It's all geek related. And it's not just, uh, arcade games. Uh, she does, you know, Harry Potter, all kinds of sci-fi stuff, Star Trek, Star Wars, anything where she can find this material that fits her product line. She will make these things with those, you know, those 
topics in mind. So one of the things that I got, actually my dog, who we heard earlier in the show, she's got a collar that has, and I, I meant to go back and ask her because I, I mentioned last show that I thought she'd found the collar and totally disassembled it and then then adorned it with the, the pack pattern ribbon and then, uh, then reassembled. But I actually think I need to ask her. I have to get clarity for the next show. I think she gets the buckles because you can tell they're plastic injected buckles, snap buckles. And I believe she fabricates the entire thing. She gets oh, the yeah. she gets the you know the high strength n- n- nylon that you would use for a normal dog collar, and then she's you know she's double stitching all the the folds when when it goes into the buckles and all that, yeah. as well as the adornment that she puts on it. I oh, mean, that's nice. And it's fifteen bucks. Yeah, yeah. If it I, adds up. I walk into a store, and let's be honest, people that know me, I my dog is very well behaved. And she minds very well, but she is also princess of the house and she is spoiled to no end. And the dog has more collars than uh, I've honestly should probably admit to people (laughs) in the general public. But nonetheless, um, it's not uncommon if you've if you've got pets especially a medium size or large dog. Whitney, you know this. You got several dogs. Uh, Yeah, I do. I have three. A decent little collars. 15 20 bucks for a mass produced one easily Uh-oh. Uh-oh. she knows she, she knows we're talking oh, about she, her. she unheard she heard me unplug my power supply is oh what she, did. she must thought yes. someone was yeah i you hear her growling, growling. Yeah. you hear that growling oh, yeah. wow good she did, for her she's protected she's that's her job she, good, good she's good. doing her job she's like daddy bought me this collar i'm gonna i'm, I, gonna, I'm gonna growl i'm gonna take care of the house that's fine i totally respect but that. The, these things are like 15 bucks and they're handmade. So anyway, anyway, check it out. Uh, and the yeah, second, I, and I, I do have it in the show notes now, cool. so it's there. And the second thing is, is I'll go ahead right now and put in the general appeal for iTunes. If if you don't mind, please jump out to iTunes, leave us a five star review. You don't have to get it, well. We we would enjoy it if you sing our praises, but <laughs> you know, if you just put the show is great, that's awesome. The uh, the reviews help us get noticed. It bumps us up yep. into the iTunes echelon. Yeah, and it we just we just get out there more. Yeah, it does. It, 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 it helps extend our reach. Definitely helps. Definitely helps. Well, Brent, with that, uh, we thank everybody uh, for listening. I, I think we've got uh, what we've got our outro here to do, buddy. And uh, man, let's let's talk about where people can find us at. Well, physically, they're going to be able to find us at uh, the Louisville Arcade Expo, March. First through the third mm-hmm. here in Louisville, Kentucky. And we've covered a lot of the expo here on this episode, on episode 77. Check out LouisvilleArcade.com for all the, the directions, the times. Uh, eventually, I say, I say that that doesn't sound right. Uh, this, the schedule will go up because uh, it, it can't go up you know, super soon because it's just, it's all being nailed down as yeah. all the final plans are laid in place, but the scheduling will be up there. Uh, there will be a game list as I understand it, that will uh, populate as the registrations come in. So check all that out at louisvillearcade.com. Yep. And then uh, of course on iTunes is, is Brent just mentioned. Uh, we uh, really lo- love a review on that uh, available on Stitcher radio, um, Xbox music, the Google play store. And, uh, there are uh, there are a couple of other podcast uh, feed sources that are I guess we'll just call them feeds that uh, 
some folks have asked about us being available on, and I'm going to do a little bit of research and get our website feed submitted in just around uh, making sure that we're we're available on on a couple of other platforms as well. So, but on, on all the major ones, yeah, we're we're there. So uh, so g- give us a search, and we will pop up. Social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash broken token. And as always, I encourage everyone to check that out. Uh, we've, we've had a, a, a fair amount of traffic, you know, the past uh, few months, you know, toward the end of 2018. And yeah. we kind of like to keep that going. Yep. There's always, uh, as we like to say, the show between the shows yeah, 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 out yeah. on Facebook yep. where we'll, uh, we'll, you know, what we've got going on, Whitney mentioned his, his uh, pictures for his test rigs that he's put up and then any little bits of inter- uh, interesting information or just funny stuff that we find that relates to our hobby that gets posted there. Yeah. And, and you know, I will say this. I mean, we try very hard to curate that so that we don't just post the same thing that everybody yes, else posts yeah. because like the day that the monsters released, I mean, it was everywhere and everybody was posting the same three pictures or the same three albums. And, and it's like, you know something I just, I want to give it its due, but are but are we really doing anybody a favor by just posting the same thing over again? So we we do try to curate it as best as we can, and it but that that's a stri- that's a hard balance to strike. I mean, it really is. So uh, yeah, so like I say, we we do uh, we, we do try our best to make sure that what goes up is is actually of of value, and uh, and it's something that that hopefully you haven't seen somewhere else. Yeah, check us out on Twitter at Broken Token, and of course the website www.brokentoken.com. All right. Well, Brent, that brings number 77 to a close. The I last will, show. Yeah, I will not let you quit until we get <laughs> to at least la- 80, 90, or 100. I, mean, I don't know. Oh, no. We already committed to Expo yes, and the broadcasts yeah, 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 and yeah. those so, get carried. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're good to get us to at least number 80 at this okay, point. Okay, so, this, so. This, this will not be the last show. The last show. Exactly. It could be one of the last shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, I guess, but <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, but again, we just. So listen, everybody, thank you for listening. We appreciate you investing the time with us. Uh, we we certainly uh, certainly love the fact that, uh, that all of our listeners get some value out of the show, uh, and we love you guys for it. So until next month, we'll say, keep your quarters clean and game on. Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes Store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes Store and on our Stitcher Radio page, as the reviews help out the show. 
please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Litzy. And that's me. <laughs> music for the Broken Token Podcast is graciously provided by Mr. Scott Denisi. For more information about his music and the projects that he works on, visit his website at www.scottdenisi.com. Go Team Fiero. You know, there's no bad game to be brought, right? Arcade. Apparently, you've never played Donkey Kong. Uh, No. (laughs) You have to pick a fight in 2019. Good job.